Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. Wow. You almost used my call oh. <laughs> And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. I was thinking about your call sign, so, so let's get started. <laughs> so romantic. Wow, I was thinking about you there in ham form. <laughs> How are you doing, Leia? Good. We had uh, a whirlwind week. <sighs> Boy, did we. Yeah. Yeah. We Seriously. saw my sister get married. Mm-hmm. We saw that. Yeah. I had quite the radio adventure. Yeah. Adventuring to radio, I would say. I had the fun experience of uh, spending a bachelorette party with a bunch of 20-something-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And it's odd to me because when I was a 20-something-year-old, mm-hmm. I feel like... I might have been better at things than current 20-something-year-olds. From your sample size that you had of yes, five yes. 27-year-olds. For instance, mm-hmm. there was a, bar- a bottle of Martinelli's apple cider that they wanted to open mm-hmm. because they wanted they were partying hard. to mix it with vodka. Aha. Yes. Okay. But they had no, no, bo- uh, no bottle opener. How can anyone? How could you ever? How could you ever? I did not initially volunteer to help because I thought they're going to figure this out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They have been in this situation. It's they've had drinking privileges for six years. And then one of them finally says, I guess I'm not having Martinelli's. Wow. (laughs) Just resign themselves to nothingness. And so I look at one of the girls. I'm like, "Uh, if we flip that stool you're sitting on upside down, we could probably open it. Uh, without damaging anything in the room, mm-hmm. right? And they were like, what do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? So I flip it You're over. You're saying we could use leverage? <laughs> I pop it open and they are astounded. Mm-hmm. They were like, that is the most amazing thing. Did you call them each wedge for the <laughs> remainder of the no. evening? The simplest of tools? And then we go to Tau. Or yeah. Yeah, my my sister got married at uh, Red Rock National Park mm-hmm. against the beautiful backdrop. Uh, my sister and Red Rock Canyon is is a if people go to Las Vegas and they don't take the twenty minutes to drive by Red Rock, they totally should. Oh yeah. So then uh, we go to Tau, mm-hmm. uh, which is the club at the Venetian, mm-hmm. and. The promoter comes by and he's like, oh, who's uh, whose list are you guys on? And I immediately put out my arm because he's holding gold wristbands. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what these gold wristbands do, they give you access to VIP Mm -hmm. and an open bar. Mm -hmm. Okay, which is crazy that women can just go do that (laughs) to me. And then and instead of saying to the promoter, what's your list? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So she says, she ends up pulling out her list. That's not the promoter. Right? Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't put the band on my arm. Mm-hmm. He's like literally about to put the band on my arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and goes, whoops. And then so he's walking around checking to see who, who else is on his list. And I'm like, hey, how about I give you $100 and you give us all wristbands? Mm-hmm. It's going to be cheaper than the amount right. that we're going to Whatever. spend on yeah, booze yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's your end. And he was like, I'm not going to take your $100, but here are the wristbands. Gives every girl in our group a wristband. And they are just floored. They were like, what did you say to him? 
I talked to him. I tried to pay money. Yes. But instead, it was just free. Yes. It was just free. <laughs> and then they proceeded to, despite having access to VIP, which is so much nicer because you have like plenty of room to dance. You mm -hmm. have a bar that's away from the masses. That you can quickly get service at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they go. And they go to where everybody else goes when they go in the club. It is packed like sardines. You cannot move through it. I literally get grabbed at least two times with junk, people's junk shoved up against me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm like, I am going to go upstairs. Okay. Mm -hmm. You guys have fun here. <laughs> so you're just up there by yourself? Well, I went up and then, uh, and then I was like, oh, I should find them. <laughs> like, So I go back down. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm like, I'm going to go up there. <laughs> like, come on, everybody up there. You want to be down here with all this? <laughs> like... And so we go up. We have a great time. <clears throat> and honestly, one of the best things about VIP is that you can like look down mm -hmm. and see where everyone is. Right. So it's literally the... like you're looking down on the plebe. But it's a good vantage point because then you can actually find the people that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And you can throw ice at them. Right. I actually think that the strategy for men at clubs is that you look for a group of girls mm -hmm. that has like no guys in the group, mm -hmm. right, who are dancing in areas that make them easily accessible so that the then you as a man looking down can go over there. And if that group... From your high vantage point, you can right. see the tactical opportunities. If that group is actually dancing... In a like area where they can easily be seen, mm -hmm. that is a group of women who are ready to mingle. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Dating tips. Yeah. Welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Dating Tips mm -hmm. podcast. Appreciate that. Appreciate you. And cooking. Vegas tips. And Vegas tips. Indeed. Get you that gold wristband. Well, I have a, a Vegas tip. And as we like to do, we start off the Ham Radio Minute. Wow. I'm just all out of sorts. The Ham Radio Crash Course podcast with the Ham Radio Minute. Is it never a minute? I don't know anymore. <laughs> One week off and it's like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing no more. So this week's Ham Radio Minute is to just 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 bring it. Just put a digital multimeter in your kit. You burned I yourself screwed, so hard multiple times. I screwed myself over so many times by not remembering a very simple fact. We were driving in a car. What's like, particularly funny? I could funny? have just brought anything. I could have literally brought anything I wanted. Could have gone in the back of the Xterra and had been driven to Las Vegas. I could have brought 18 radios, but I didn't. I brought one radio, no tools, except for my Leatherman, which thankfully I had. That was very nice. I, the, 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 the folly of errors that I did. And, and after you, telling people, don't do this. You could have spared yourself so many of the line do as i say not as i do oh huh? yeah i'm the worst how many, at this. how many how many people said that to you i i don't know but all, all of them should be all Countless. of them should be saying it. But man <laughs> having a digital multimeter would have solved half of my problems it would have made going to gigaparts in the morning which was uh friday morning when i ended up going to gigaparts now it is true that i was not i was not able to power the radio that i brought that is true. Yes. But it turned out later that it was the power source that I had, not the radio. So you needlessly spent money. I bought a $600 radio for no reason. God. 
I mean, now I'm as upset a, at as, you. A, as opposed to my normal reason, <laughs> which is no reason that I buy the radios that I buy, um, other than to make videos about it. But a eight eighteen is worth um, having to make videos about, at least in a comparison sense, get uh, against other QRP radios. So I was fine. But man, go get yourself a, a pocket meter, one of those little tiny circle ones. It looks like a little UFO with the legs that stretch out on it. Mm -hmm. Go get one of those. They're they're not that expensive, and and man, it'll go anywhere. You can take it anywhere. And you'll have that capability because, man, I was just kicking myself. I didn't. I have was that. kicking you too. You were. You were physically yeah. kicking me. <laughs> just do you know better than this, Josh? You know better. Uh, all in all, though, who's gonna believe you, Josh? Yeah, I, I literally could have just went to Gigaparts and said, "I will take that BioNO battery, and can you charge it?" <laughs> like I could have done the whole weekend on one charge; would have been no problem. One BioNO battery would be under a hundred bucks. For what I needed. How dare you? And so instead, I bought a, a, just a brand new radio. So, so there's the ham radio minute. My my goodness. Uh, do as I say, not as I do, because apparently I I don't do things correctly all the time. Whew. In your defense. Mm -mm. Wow. Okay, this is a new one. Here we go. <laughs> we were very strapped for time leading up to this. It, it's true, but I had a very a laissez-faire attitude. I was like, I'm taking this radio because this is the radio. I'm actually, I brought another, I brought a receiver that I'm also reviewing. I brought very little radios because I knew I didn't have a lot of time. And then I was just going to be, every little bit of time I had was going to be compartmentalized and I had to be really focused. And then it just completely devolved. And hey, I got to go see Gigaparts though in Las Vegas. So that was cool guys they're great julio and team awesome people so shout out to them thank you so much for for helping me out i really appreciate it good guys so how many weddings have you operated ham radio at now i technically didn't operate ham radio at your sister's wedding i didn't oh. bring any radios to the actual ceremony wow. but i activated the poda that is in the same area right. the following day because we ran out of time what is that like three now then Okay. I don't know about three. Who's the third? Jamie's. Jamie. Tammy. Jamie? I don't think so. Did huh. I have Jamie's? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Not for Jamie's. All right. No, didn't. Uh, all right. Okay. I'll bring the beer. Well, today we do have a beer. And <laughs> Leia's not drinking, though, because before, <laughs> before starting the podcast, we often joke about the plethora of hot chicken joints in Cerritos, California. It is a yes. full fad. You went to Crimson Coward. And I got their spiciest. At like 9 p.m. you picked this up. Yeah, well, I was. I didn't have dinner, and then I went to pottery class, mm -hmm. which is... So you're starving, yeah. and you're like, hey, I know what I want. No, it was the only thing that sandwich. was open. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, but you elected to take the ghost pepper chicken sandwich. Yeah, they charge extra for it. So you had to. <laughs> I, I will say I had one bite of your sandwich and my lips were actually burning. Oh, my gosh. Which for I was, me, I seldom get that. It is a legitimate spicy sandwich. I just I didn't need any more because I was going to give me indigestion. Tonight. Crying. Yeah. You, okay. Tears, like just liquids coming out of my face. You, Hot. So, but then in parallel, I asked you to pick up beer sometime today. Yes. And you stopped by someplace and you picked up crime by it's spicy stone it's a spicy beer <laughs> why you add insult to injury but um it's it's the lightest spicy beer so there's two there's two um spicy beers it's crime a series and punishment crime and punishment mm. crime is like black pepper 
a subtle black pepper taste in a, in a bourbon and yes. a bourbon barrel aged uh, beer. Why? In a bourbon barrel. What is that? Why, Siri? Why? In a bourbon barrel aged uh, beer. It's 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 got a sweet kind of tang to it, a sweet note with a subtle black pepper hint. Do you want to try it at least? Cause, nope. Okay, not We're at all. It's not spicy. Anything else in my body? It, it's not spicy. I already feel like I'm being punished. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so that's what that's what I'm drinking today. But hey, it wasn't too spicy to like finish the sandwich though. It's a creeper. It grows on yeah. you. Yeah. I was going to say, I had that one bite, and it was real spicy. Yeah. It was, it was ghost pepper spicy, like proper Either spicy. that or I have COVID. Oh, which we did get exposed to. <laughs> yes. The 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 bride. Uh, the bride and one of the bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. That had, two uh, people in which I had. Many an, a time with. Yes. Indoors. Yes. 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 So join the conversation by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious. And we appreciate it. We have one review. <gasps> Yay. It's from Killer Stephen, possibly Killer Stefan, depending oh. on how they pronounce Could it. Could be Stefan. Could be Stefan. Five stars. Highlight of my week. Love the oh. podcast. Quickly became number one on my list. When I'm at work, I always have a headphone in, so the long format is great. One well, X gang. Steven continues. Insert a great <laughs> quote, funny song, and her thought-provoking question here. Hashtag not allergic to bees. KJ7BBF. How would you say that call sign, Leah? KJ7BBF. Mm-hmm. Best friends forever, or best buds forever. <laughs> K best buds. K best buds. There you go. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank for... you. You know, some of these when, when people read the reviews for the podcast, they just gotta be so confused. <laughs> what do it mean? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into Are the ready? unknown, I will go. For I shall fear no man of these. One foot after the other. For I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. I had the frequency. I was talking on the frequency and I had it. <laughs> did you just add that? I did. I'm just, just on the fly, just the adding. remix? Yeah, the remix. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I saw the craziest TikTok about how June 14th had uh, six different natural disasters in the same day in North America. Oh, okay. I, I felt like we had to ratchet that down because yeah. I feel like <laughs> if you looked at the globe, so six natural disasters would be like every hour, I'm assuming. So... Uh, Yellowstone was hit. With what? With um, some major flooding. Okay. <laughs> Something hit Yellowstone? There are wildfires in Alaska, which is like, oh, man, it it's is summer. cold and on fire. <laughs> it's summertime <laughs> up there. How cold, How hot does it get in Alaska? So, hot. Alex is going to have to tell us. I mean, down and south. And Alex, are you okay? See, this is the... Down, down south, it gets hot. I, I mean, it's not like super cold. This is the thing about having so many people in the HRCC community 
that live in different parts of the the country and mm -hmm. you know a part of the world really that when a natural a natural disaster hits mm -hmm. i'm like oh man i hope so and so is okay. highs in the mid 70s that is very temperate that's wonderful <laughs> uh that's like summertime that is our fall i think <laughs> right yeah so uh and then i remember that when something happens in California and people reach out to us, it's like that's nowhere near us. <laughs> right, right. And Alaska is the huge. largest state. It's yeah. huge. Mm -hmm. So uh, so I went to go take a look at all of the things, but uh, there was also a derecho. A de do you know what a derecho is? Is that, is that the right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we this weekend found... It was a derecho. Okay. A derecho. Is that not the right? I have no idea. <laughs> Never even heard this term before. Pause the podcast to check up the uh, pronunciation of derecho, and apparently... Oh, I, I don't know that I pronounced it right, oh. but that oh, is, okay. that's how it's spelled. Okay. So I guess uh, the National Weather Service doesn't issue derecho warnings, but they are massive wind events with severe thunderstorms. That was what happened to Ohio? Yeah, I believe so. Mm -hmm. Ohio Valley derecho. Mm -hmm. was, Evan was talking all about it. He was posting on Facebook and talking about it on the Discord. So there are just so many natural disasters going on. I want to put the call out as this week's preparedness corner. If you are in one of the areas that was hit this week by a natural disaster. <laughs> yes. Let us know what happened. Like Texas, for instance, severe heat heat wave, mm -hmm. uh, taxing their power grid. Okay. Right? In the um, opposite way. Before it was the winter. Now it right. is the summer. Right. Yeah, that's intense. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear um, how your... We'd love to hear your trauma. No, how... <laughs> How your local ham clubs or U.S. hams mm -hmm. uh, address these natural disasters. Hmm. Yeah. Nothing helpful. I could tell you about uh, what's happening in Kansas, though. Kansas has $20 million headed to research better natural disaster response. For tornadoes? Um, just better infrastructure to support residents before and after a natural mm -hmm. disaster. So the U.S. National Science Foundation awarded this $20 million, and it's a five-year statewide initiative to basically bulk up Kansas's infrastructure. It uh, takes 17 institutions that are going to work together and uh, – their go uh, their like colleges, universities, things like that, mm -hmm. and it's it looks like it's called the Arise Project. Okay, I don't know what Arise stands for though. It's all in caps. Arise Chicken. The oh, adaptive and resilient infrastructures driven by social equity. That is a name. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, with their, they're giving tuition to storms. That's it. 
especially cloud tsunami is just totally underrepresented. That whole tornado thing with, you know, where where do they go for daycare for the little tornadoes? This is what this is this is what this is for that we're listening to the podcast. Because because tornado daycare expenses are out of control. Mm-hmm. And to pay off all the Toyota Siennas the tornadoes are buying because they need all that extra the room. It was Honda Odysseys. <laughs> I'm retconning my own story. <laughs> so if you are in Kansas, mm-hmm. I would actually say go and reach out to uh, if your college or your local college or university mm-hmm. is one of the ones that is involved in this, there is no better time than now to start talking about how important ham radio is mm-hmm. to the emergency infrastructure. And uh, sponsor an underprivileged storm. <laughs> they need equity too. What's happening? The staircase has changed, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. I had the frequency. I was talking on the frequency and I had it. Were you just going to do that after every <laughs> sentence? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I will. Or give it this one. I had the oh, wrong one. I had What? Oh, I was on the wrong thing. That's definitely not it. <laughs> Ribbit. Has anybody seen this you guy? You don't own it. I do. You don't own it. I do. You don't own I don't it. like that one. I do. That's no. him saying that they don't own the frequency. He does. Wait, can I? I, I forgot about the biggest natural you disaster that is happening in a place I don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. But some guy decided to rescue 1.4 oh million frog eggs. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not, obviously not the Specifically, biggest. I'm exaggerating. To, to put this into perspective, this is a TikTok. A gentleman stumbled upon... Was a, he a gentleman? He was a person. <laughs> a person came upon a drying up pond, I would call As it. As they do, so that not all the he- eggs well, hatch. Well, you're, oh, you're killing the... <laughs> <laughs> you just let the, light, the lightning out of the jar. Um, so this pond was drying up, and there was what, tadpoles? No, it was frog eggs. Frog eggs. So he saved them he took them all to his own pond oh my god okay and (laughs) hatches them all of them all of them Mm -hmm. he takes very good care of these frog eggs Mm -hmm. until they reach maturity and then when they finally all become little frogs they leave home yes and apparently one of his neighbors has a fear of frogs She left she because the frogs are covering the entire neighborhood. The you can walkways, see them yeah. leave, mm-hmm. and it is more frog than grass. It is insane. And then he also saved a bunch of newts. So Why? that's because he guy. doesn't understand how ecosystems work. What a, what a People guy! People are so angry at this person. I bet they're they're like it's it's the ladybugs all over again. I'm not even mad about ladybugs, but oh, so we released a hundred thousand ladybugs because it turns out a hundred thousand ladybugs only cost seventy five dollars <laughs> in Central Park. In our town? No, in Central Park, New oh, York. Oh, I didn't hear about this. Yeah. When? 
like a year ago. Oh my goodness, that sounds people hilarious. People are big mad about that. That is hilarious. Not an aphid to be found though. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are the happiest. The plants love this guy. Absolutely love the man. People were very upset. I'd be way more upset about frogs. <laughs> oh yeah, naturally. Have you have you seen the one um because they rib it. It's like a oh my goodness. <laughs> That must be so loud. Oh, man. Worse than cicadas, I'd imagine. Jeez. You, you've seen that. It's like a Caribbean town where crabs take over the town. Oh. And they had to build a crab bridge. The spider crabs? They had to build a crab bridge yeah. over the road because the they were coconut getting... crabs? No, 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 no. They're tiny little crabs, but they're like, it, it just covers everything. Every surface has is covered in crabs. Because somebody saved all the eggs? No, they come out of the ocean what like that's a it's a natural occurring thing and people aren't eating them just straight up eating them. i don't know i don't know i know they're hitting the hit them then hitting them with their car doing like they could 80 be eating them instead though. i don't know if they're good eats they're super small there's eh. probably not a lot of meat to be so had. are sand fleas disgusting <laughs> it's just so disgusting well welcome to the email correspondence tower you've been waiting a week and now it's time we're dipping into that email bag we want to hear your emails about ham radio topics, your journey in ham radio, your questions, always preferred. And you can send them to Leah at hamtactical.com. And emergency preparedness. And emergency preparedness. And other opinions. Correct. Do we have any voicemails today? We do, we do. Okay, hold on one second. All right. Bluetooth module engaged. Here comes the first voicemail. Maybe. Hello, this is Billy Johnson. And I've been listening to your podcast. Did I play that last week? No. Are you sure? No. Well, I know you didn't because we didn't have a podcast last week. So if it's dated <laughs> before two weeks ago, all right, okay. you're good. And I don't know what ham radio is, but I'm very interested in it. I'm 11 years old. And I, I don't like to talk to people, but um, um, I, I don't know if I have the money to do it. Um, can you tell me more about it? Um, I will listen to your next podcast, and you can tell me. Um, and this is Nathan K One M E Z. Did I, did I? fool you or no or what this is uh <laughs> again this is nathan i uh thanks for the podcast and this is my second voicemail for the week and uh thank you very much again k1maz oh, kilo right. one mike alfazulu out because last week was already a short one yes so we're gonna have an oh this this could be a very long podcast we'll see nathan thank you so much for the voicemail please never do that voice again yeah it's very scary <laughs> but i think there was a question in there it's very young tell him about the ham radio tell go ahead tell young billy johnson i would love to we could do it now but we have so many emails billy should turn tune into this saturday's live stream which what is, is ham radio how do you start out in ham radio Real simple, nice. but we're going to keep it real simple, too, and try to cover a lot of bases at the simplest way that I possibly can. So tell your friends, tell everybody who you've been wanting to explain ham radio to them, get them interested in ham radio, 
So I'll tell you how we did that neighborhood watch meeting that is uh, so um, was so controversial. Yeah. <laughs> the signs for the neighborhood watch meeting mm-hmm. went missing. Oh, while yeah. We there's were... so much drama since uh, we did this podcast. Uh, yes. Yeah, so... The city gave Leia four signs. To put at the neighborhood entrances. And she put them in the neighborhood entrances. And then we left. We yeeted out of town to go to Las Vegas. Yes. And two of the signs disappeared. Straight missing. Straight disappeared. And the other one was picked out of the ground and Uh laid down flat. Yes. Who could have done this? Don't know. But I had multiple people looking for it. Mm-hmm. People even went to like doors, mm-hmm. ringing doorbells to see if they there had was camera, camera footage. Mm-hmm. Right. Then I contacted somebody who is both friends with me and with Karen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, can you help me put these signs back up? There's also two missing signs and nobody can find them. Can you help us find them? Mm-hmm. And she found them. What? How though? Never told me where she found the signs, mm-hmm. but it's very suspicious. Anyway. And then they got put back. Yeah. Wow. And the day of, we end up having an amazing turnout for... Uh, the mayor. Yeah. The mayor. The, the sheriff. The captain. The captain of, of, of the, the sheriff's sheriff. station in our city. Um, a deputy, but also a district attorney who is trying to get his boss recalled. Which is just, the whole story was just wild. Yeah, okay. So uh, for those who don't know, L.A. ended up with a district attorney who was originally from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And he is widely uh, understood as the reason why San Francisco crime has gone completely berserk. Which is partial in, in part because they are like no longer policing misdemeanors. Like they're arresting some, people, but they're not pursuing felonies. them in courts. Some some yeah. some nonviolent felonies are also just kicked back out. The yeah. DA office is not going after them at all. I think they implemented like no bail um crimes too like certain classes right. of crimes are no bail right. you basically get arrested you get booked and then you're released within 24 hours mm-hmm. it's insane mm-hmm. everybody's upset people are very angry <laughs> and so there's a massive recall effort and uh so the da came out to talk about what it looks like when criminals come through the system mm-hmm. and the fact that the criminals know which statutes and the limits are mm-hmm. And they're passing out Gascon's policies so that they know this is actually how you commit a crime so that you don't have any penalties. It's uh, it's insane. bonkers. So anyways, um, that petition went around and it was great. Well, it turns out that Karen called the sheriff station. They had to talk to her for like an hour. She was insisting they send out a representative. They kept telling her no because there was already a meeting the day before. And if she wanted a representative, she should have combined meetings. Well, it, it was always a combined meeting. It was his own meeting. Yeah. She decided to create her own meeting. True story. She yeah. broke away mm-hmm. to create her own her own meeting. So anyways, uh she ended up making her own signs. That appeared around the same time our signs reappeared, mm-hmm. right? Her signs are terrible. Real bad. Yeah, exactly. So why, why am I on this topic? I don't know. 
had nothing to do with the voicemail. We haven't even got to emails yet. I know you just really wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I don't remember what the point was. Sorry, everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I have, if anybody eats really spicy food, Mm -hmm. you realize that you get like a bit of a euphoric feeling Mm -hmm. from things being too spicy. And I think I'm a bit in that headspace still. You're spicy buzzed. (laughs) I'm spice loopy. All right, here's the next voicemail. Oh, next voicemail. Okay. Kilo Zero, Foxtrot, Yankee Romeo, Parks on the Air, K-Zero-F-Y-R. K-Fire. Oh, hey, sorry, guys. It's Ham Soto here, K-Zero-F-Y-R, K-Fire. Yeah, there you I go. I have just done a summit and a park activation in three states in eight days. <gasps> I did Arkansas, and then I did Nevada, and now I'm currently in Maryland. And I am overlooking the Rampart and the Star Spangled Banner at Fort McHenry and cool. also the Star Spangled Banner Trail. So I just want to say, hey, I got a summit in a park in all three of those states in the last eight days. And I appreciate y'all listening. This is K0FYR73. Thank you so much, K-Fire. There, there's a story there. He must have been family or something. Kansas to Nevada to Maryland? Mm, Arkansas, Arkansas, Nevada to Maryland. Oh, I was just Kansas on the mind for the last What is uh, a rampart? I mean, I know it's in the song. It's the part where you stand on the fort that you can look over. Oh. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. How does the lyric go in the Star Spangled Banner? Uh-huh. Go ahead. What is it? Say, <laughs> can you see? All right. So Leia is uh, curious about the ramparts we watched. Mm-hmm. That right. were so gallantly streaming? Mm-hmm. Ramparts. The embankments that were part of the fort's defense. They were watching the ramparts to make sure that we weren't, they weren't being stormed. But or they were shot so through. gallantly streaming? That was the... What? <laughs> the ramparts we watched. Uh-huh. Were so gallantly streaming. Mm-hmm. Okay. I... Oh, so the... This describes the flag waving in the wind. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, I'm with you now. I'm with you. Thank you so much, K-Fire, for this. Oh, it's talking about the flag. Why am I getting so complicated? <laughs> Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight over or, or her, over. the ramparts we watched uh, were so... So it's... Yes. Dancing around the ramparts at the top of the The flags the, are the streaming. Fort. The flag. Not the rampart. Okay. Yeah, no, the flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hoisted the Got ramparts it. into the there. flagpole. And... I'm sure everyone else knew this. So. Ah, it's a forehead slap right now. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know. I did. I said what but, a rampart is. Yeah, but you didn't know why they the were so gallantly streaming. All right. The I'll whole just, song is about the, the flag. <laughs> It's not about the fort. <laughs> it just happened that the flag was in the fort. <laughs> or the fort. Or. 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 Hi, Josh and Leah. This is Matt. 
Uh, Wes, the leather tool maker, uh, whatever you were calling it. I've got a new name for him. Okay. The bovine epidermis <laughs> engineer. Uh, this is Matt, K7YEG73. <laughs> oh, thanks, K Yag. That makes him <laughs> the King B. <laughs> that is. That is so accurately disturbing. <laughs> Wes, put that on your business card. Yes. Stat. <laughs> Bovine epidermis engineer. That, that's worthy of a LinkedIn profile right there. Thanks, K Yeg. Appreciate it. K Yeg? Y E G. Do you know what a Yeg is? We've talked about this, right? No. What's a Yeg? Oh, my God. So the, the definition I didn't know. You can't just make it up. I'm not. You can't just make up. A Yeg often refers to somebody that is from Edmonton. What? A Yeg. But that's not what I know it from. I know it from listening to the last podcast on the left. Okay. And they were doing one on Panzich, uh, who's a serial killer. Oh, different from Panzi. N- no. I, I don't remember his exact name, and I'm not going to look it up right now, but... Um, I think I got the name wrong too, but it doesn't matter. He was a train car hobo among like many other foamer? things. Like a foamer? No. <laughs> he wasn't foaming about trains. That was just merely a mode of conveyance. Okay. So Yeg, multiple definitions. A hobo criminal, usually one who made his living by stealing from working hobos, what? uncommon what? in the 1930s. Two. Why are you going to try A turn-of-the-century moniker for a criminal hobo who preyed on other migrants. <gasps> Yeggs is criminals or burglars, the crooks of hobohemia. Hobohemia. <laughs> to mean to be bums and too lazy to be good tramps. What? <laughs> the Yeggs were the ones is this to be hierarchy? feared the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the lowest... So, so like, it's hobos and then tramps are above? Tramps are, like, workers that travel by train car to, like, the next stop in which they can find work. And technically, oh. the term hobo is uh, an, not an acronym, but... A homeless body? No. Homeward oh. bound. Oh. So, I believe, again, I'm sure we're getting emails on this, but I believe the definition of the words has something to do with the First World War where some folks couldn't actually get passage back to where they lived, so they would hop on trains illegally okay. and homeward bound. And along their way, because it took so long, they'd have to stop and work and do what other stuff. But then I'm assuming that was probably a small percentage of people doing it, and then it eventually just kind of took off as a thing where if you lived in a small town couldn't stand it anymore because you were a criminal or just couldn't live there or work there, Possibly due to the Dust Bowl or the Depression or whatever. You just hopped in. Yeah, Wanderlust. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) They went and hiked the PCT. Uh, (laughs) Jeez. Yeggs are sometimes, these are criminals of the road, usually burglars and safe crackers. I am not calling Matt a criminal. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a good yeg? <laughs> they hopped they hopped trains in order to rob banks, post offices, and the railroads. What? Both in ruthless fashion, they also preyed on the hobos, tramps, and bums, which are all three different things themselves. Oh no. Mm-hmm. What? 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> okay, so I was wrong. A ho uh, a hobo or a bum is possibly the worker. The tramp is just a non-worker who also travels by trains. That's okay. a tramp. All right. Now I'm now I'm going through all of these. So now now I understand all of these old timey terms. For right <laughs> for when you when you inevitably find yourself in a situation where this uh, comes. where I'm illegally on a train. Right right right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I have to find where is the actual definition. I'm going to fit hobo. right in. From the ho oh no okay so ho okay so I am a a part time hobo a person who engages in hobo like behavior. Hopping trains, spending the night in hobo jungles while on vacation from their full-time job and life, also called a weekend hobo. That's a hobby hobo. Oh. <laughs> Which is different from hobby boho. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a hobo is generally a migrant, usually unskilled worker, most respected in the hobo hierarchy. The hobo is independent, unlike tramps or bums. The hobo are usually very resourceful, self-reliant, and appreciative of people. They avoid long-term work commitments, preferring to be free to follow the call of the open road when it comes. Is that is that you, Matt? <laughs> so you're... I was wrong. Homeward Bound is the wrong the wrong thing. It's from the <laughs> Ho Boy. After the in <laughs> After the itinerant 19th century farm laborers who trained hop with their belongings in a bundle tied to a hoe. Oh. The origin may be supported by the sentence that Barry Popick, of course, of the American Dialect Society founded in the New Orleans Picayune of 19, uh, 19th August 1848. I'm sure you it. Picayune? It's Picayune. What? Shut up. A year's, a year's bronzing and a ho-boying about among the mountains of the charming country called Mexico have, has given me a slight dash of the Spanish. What? I don't... Those are all words. Is that a sentence? Those are all words I understand. I, uh, but strung together like that. You know how like I feel sometimes like I hardly know that. Sometimes like people get really upset like when we when we say a noun and we just say it and it's and we use it as a verb. Yes. Now I have <laughs> has given me a slight dash of the Spanish. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic use of 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 uh, the language. And that was in 1848, y'all. Thank you. Very impressive. Thank you for that deep dive into And that uh, that came from <laughs> hobonickels.org. <laughs> Terms.htm, if you'd like to. Uh, there is probably a good this is 500 reliable. hobo terms. <laughs> this was a reliable source. I can't. Hobo terminology. I'm sorry. This is the original Hobo Nickel Society. I just want you to know the website that we're pulling this from. Okay, so. And uh, it is a dot org. Oh my layout. god! What it if, is a dot org. What have we been? It is an organization. Have we offended the Brotherhood of the Hobos? Well, if a train pulls up in front of our house, we'll know <laughs> we're in big trouble. We we go to Disneyland. My sister's mad at me. I'm excommunicated from the family. How dare you speak this way? 
She's like, you better be careful when you go sit in the back. There's a couple of yeggs on here. <laughs> They're going to rob you not... <laughs> when we go back in time to the land of the dinosaur. That's the dark part of the train. You better get off at Tomorrowland. <laughs> Where it's still bright and shiny. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Matt. I won't call you a yeg in the future. <laughs> Unless you want me to. <laughs> Panzram. That's Panzram is the name of the serial killer. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Here is the next voicemail. This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> Carl Panzram. Hey, Josh and Leia. KN6MZX. Checking in the voicemail net. Uh, hope the uh, bonk on the head for the kid worked out. You did. Uh, remember our kids. Super glue. My, my son seemed to get a lot more cautious after a few things like that. Not us. <laughs> Not mine. Anyway, uh, he's, he's pretty safety-minded now, which is amazing to me because when I was a kid, no way was I. Uh, but uh, anyway, your your topic that I just finished listening about was if it's an emergency, uh, what's in your kit? And uh, I was appreciating that, you know, basically – Throw something together simple. The, the biggest, most important part is have it in a bag. And uh, I appreciate that. But then you talked about tool sets, which uh, mm. put which my mind have. on something that I had been dwelling on for a while. All There's right. so much talk about batteries. And your Milwaukee 12-volt set mm -hmm. is the universal direct current voltage, 12 mm. volts, uh, <sighs> for your power tool which uh, reminds me of what I do with my power tools. Um, due to crime back when we were in California, uh, I derated my tool set from uh, DeWalt to Ryobi, so I've got a ton of affordable 18-volt Ryobi uh, battery packs. Mm -hmm. And I run my ham radios off of them with a Whoa. buck converter. Cool. So I always have six to eight power tool batteries ready to go. So that Smart. makes batteries really easy for me, and maybe it will for you too. Uh, just a thought. Uh, KN6MZX, uh, hoping that one day I might be worthy of the title Wagons East Correspondent. Wagons East Correspondent? Yeah. Well, you've got it. Uh, if that's what I'm you sure want. we'll remember it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Uh, if you go All back, right. if you go back hey, in my, <laughs> if you go back in my repertoire of videos, I actually did a video on 3D printing a custom case for a buck converter and a mounting bracket that fits on a Harbor Freight Hercules battery, which is a 21 volt battery and showing how I could run my ham radio off of it mm. and also having an accessory USB port for charging my laptop. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your voicemail, K-Muzax. <laughs> K-Muzax. Muzax in the morning. 24-7 Olivia. Hey, Josh and Leia. This is Kilo Mike 6, Oscar Tango, Foxtrot. Handle is Jace. I was just grocery shopping and uh, walking through the libation department and picking up a cold brew. Nice. Saw a guy open up the... Uh, Door to the Budweiser. Oh. <laughs> grabbed the can, cracked it open, just pounded the whole thing in like three seconds, put the can back and walked away. <laughs> Guy looked at me and just turned around and walked out. I was like, shook my head, like, all right, you do you, man. You do you. Anyways, <laughs> thought that was weird. Anyways, have a good day. Bye. And there was some person just eating Duke's mayonnaise right out of the <laughs> theater next to me. 
So that, that guy was a yeg. <laughs> that guy was a yeg for sure. Okay, Leah, I grew up this way. You tell me if you grew up this way. Okay. We would pick out some delicious, tempting snack in the grocery store. Pretty when hot we were shopping. And tempting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my mom would say, "You have to wait until you get home." And so we'd have this delicious treat just sitting in the in the cart, not being able to enjoy it. My mom would literally make us wait until we got home. Did not you have, our kids. Did you have that experience? Um. Yes, and then no. <laughs> okay, because it wasn't until we had kids, and I was watching you just grabbing things off of shelves, ripping them out of the packaging, and just handing it to the kids to to have them eat it and shut up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know we could do this. We're buying it. I and I appreciate that's what we did. We took the wrapper, the empty wrapper, and threw it on the on the conveyor belt, and they they charged us for it. But I was like, what? Why wouldn't my mom do this? This is the most. <laughs> simple way to keep me from being upset ever were you often upset easy were you often upset when you went shopping well after some point i think it just became trauma right i mean our kids don't ask to eat things in the stores anymore they don't no and which is wild because at like edison's age in particular oh yeah i'd be like Super yeah. bugging my mom. I, about I, I tell them now you've got to wait till we get in the car. You got to wait till we get home. Mm-hmm. But before they could be reasoned with. <laughs> yeah. Just throw them a Lunchable. Here you go. Yeah. Just Have at. eat this while I do the thing that I need to do for you to survive. <laughs> <laughs> eat this and shut up. <laughs> Amazing. What a revelation. Never did it with a Budweiser. Though. <laughs> yeah. Never shotgun a Bud in the, uh, in the beer aisle. I thought it was a sample. <laughs> Truth be told. Three seconds in, it was gone, and I realized I didn't like Budweiser. <laughs> but I was going to say, like, why? I mean, I, I guess he's sensible, right? He didn't go, like, grab some more expensive beer and, like, start right. it. Right, He was being, you know, respectful to the establishment. <laughs> he didn't ruin a six-pack or anything. <laughs> it was just a whole 32-pack of Bud. <laughs> he pulled out one. Now they've got to X out. Just, and just poked holes in all the rest of them. <laughs> This Budweiser fountain. It's quite dramatic. Spewing out. It's it's a water feature. Of Budweiser. Yikes. All right. It's time for the emails. Okay. Now we're into proper email territory. By the way, Leah, why don't you give them that phone number in case they wanted to send us a... I forgot about that. (laughs) Send us a vocal email. (laughs) If you want to read your own email... If you're so angry at the podcast and you have to stop immediately and scream into your phone, here's the phone number to call. 562-334-2389. Thank you for that. This first email is titled Hot Sauce, Spheres, and More Details Than Matt Gave. And this is from our friend Jessica. Matt's a better half. Okay. Which is no offense, Matt. Jessica seems like she's really got it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dear Leah and Josh, I got the same brand of hot sauce you guys had, but their hottest level. I definitely should have listened when the store clerk warned me to only use one or three drops. <laughs> Wait a minute. Never two. <laughs> two is, it's going to be too hot. <laughs> three, 
just fine. <laughs> right in the slot. <laughs> I love hot sauce. I put it on my potato chips. I will sometimes carry a bottle of hot sauce in my purse. I used to have a sriracha bottle keychain before it broke. So I'm thinking it'll be fine. I, I believe in you, Jessica. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I then proceeded to dunk an entire chicken tender into the sauce and eat it. My mouth was on fire for a solid five hours. Wow. I d- was it just like a total pure extract? <laughs> I definitely don't recommend that hottest one unless you can really handle it. Okay. That is my sandwich today. <laughs> the, the burn's so good, though. You really get a euphoric feeling. That's why you're not drinking. Yeah. You're already buzzed. Exactly. I love the Karen moment from my first email last week when I asked about my son using radio. <laughs> Although I definitely think I would do what Josh said and just send the person a recording of the conversation. The slinky example was very helpful to me. Oh, uh, about the the Karen moment. And frequency. No, about the Karen moment. It was uh, asking the question about, I I think it was an 11-year-old using ham radio. Mm -hmm. And they were like, it's going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Totes my goats. <laughs> Totes my goats. What is this, the early aughts? <laughs> I'm not calling everything a mix something, okay? Like Hater McHaterson. <laughs> oh. Okay, fair enough. The Slinky example was very helpful to me, and I very much appreciated it. Mm-hmm. And the Slinky example was about frequency, right? Right. So my weather question was more about what type of weather interferes in microwave. And I always think oh, it's... Oh, microwave. Did cold. you say microwave? I don't I don't know. Okay. And I always think it's colder temperatures or high winds, but it's precipitation. Or the question, what causes tropospheric ducting? For some reason, my brain goes to hurricanes cause that. Makes sense, right? My brain doesn't compute that the change in weather... It's the heat exchange. ...and how it affects everything in radio. Mm-hmm. Give me a math question. Fine. I got it. I love math. Give me weather or any of the spheres questions. Nope. Just empty. Got it. Okay. So it was microwave. Yeah. It's it's water. It's... I mean, clouds are just water, water right? Yeah. Um, so they could have some effect. Like if I, I have seen a degradation in my signal over Arden on five gigahertz to the Mount Wilson repeater, if it's an extremely um, foggy morning mm-hmm. and I can't really see Mount Wilson from my home, yeah. I will see a degradation in signal um, signal sure. strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So about the car Matt is driving with a mobile radio. The owner will definitely, oh, so if you don't remember, Matt's going to be borrowing a car. Mm -hmm. He wants to figure out, how do I antenna it? Right. The owner will definitely know if he hooks up the radio to the car by drilling through the firewall to get to the battery. Oh, it's not how will he antenna it. How how he will power it. How will we know? (laughs) By drilling through the firewall to get to the battery. You do it up behind the dashboard. Nobody will know. As he can't find a gasket to pass the wires through. So he runs every radio off the portable battery he talked about pretty much exclusively. That's fine. But the question is, how will the owner know Mm -hmm. 
if you drill through the firewall, mm -hmm. as he can't find a gasket to pass the wires through. Right. Does the owner spend a lot of time looking at these parts of the car? Like up underneath the dashboard? Yeah. Nah. What if what if this is the type of owner that changes his own oil? I I bet you I don't look at the firewall when I'm in the engine department most of the time. I'm looking at the parts of the engine that I need to work on. Mm. Okay. The house we live in has a flat driveway and the house is very old. Mm -hmm. I meant it was a stopping point for the Underground Railroad way back old. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. My uncle, the landlord, has kept the secret access to the attic as he didn't want wow. to lose the history. That's super cool. That's amazing. That's really cool. What a piece of history. I believe there's actually like an Underground Railroad Preservation Society. Yeah. That, um, that records information on houses like that. And if you tell them that you're going to renovate the house, they will slap a historic site and then you can't do anything. The house. Okay, maybe don't say and that. And then, and then you have no options. You have to. Yeah, you can't shiplap the door. So, shiplap's out. It's out. We're. That's it. We're on to something else now. Okay. I think it's it's wall molding, which I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do my own wall molding. My own. Please don't. Without any help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. I just need some tools from you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell me which ones. <laughs> just, I'll just grab the ones I think that, that'll work for this. <laughs> and you just okay. leave me to it. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to run some electrical <laughs> for a lighting thing. <laughs> that get, it's going to be great. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. This is all completely crazy to me why okay you don't like wall trim i have no like like ceiling trim no molding like you're talking about putting molding in the middle of the wall like on the wall to do what to decor like a chair rail <laughs> no <laughs> that's we had a chair rail i got rid of it mm -hmm. it's gonna be wall molding is it like a design yes like a square? Yeah. A rectangle. Just in the middle of the wall? Like many of them. <laughs> like... <laughs> It'll be fine. Okay. You just let me pull whatever I want out of the garage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I need some drill bits. Drill bits. <laughs> and a handsaw. <laughs> a handsaw? Maybe For a, sawing your hand. Maybe a Dremel tool. <laughs> a Dremel tool. Need the three foot farrier's rasp? <laughs> That's for sure. I need the pipe cutter thing. The PVC pipe cutter. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. All right. I see where you're going. All right. <laughs> Jessica signs off. <laughs> Jessica, hopefully, call sign to come. I hope Thank so you too. so much, Jessica. Good luck on your studies. And, you know, Use ham study. Use it. It's going to give you the hints to get past the weather questions. Right. The next email is titled Amish Electricians. And this is from Doug. Hey, Josh and Leah. Greetings from the Midwest. I had a thought. 
Mm-hmm. Dangerous. I know. You have a fascination with the Amish culture. No, Leia does. Truth. Truth. Leia does. Amish and then now like sister wife culture. You were back to that? Yes. That was a big thing. You watched uh, Sister Wives. That was the show, right? Yes. And I watched Big Love. Oh, my God. Oh, so many things. So, And now there's like, there's a Warren, is it Warren, Warren, Je- Warren, Warren Jeffs? G. Yeah, Warren G. No. <laughs> I'm not talking gangster rap. Was it Warren Jeffs? Whatever. Whoever the, uh, <clears throat> the polygamous compound guy. And then now they're seeking Sister Wives. Which is so fascinating. That's, <laughs> but also Amish culture. Yeah, okay. very fascinating. Not to conflate those two. No, I'm not in no way. I would assume. I would assume that both sides would probably be equally offended if you conflated the two together. So we're yes. just saying that yeah. up front. And we appreciate for all of our um, LDS listeners that we know fundamentalists are not. A part of the I wasn't even talking about religion. Culture. I don't even think that all of the seeking sister wives couples are actually uh, from Latter Day Saints. I don't, I don't think. Well, they they're so I, I think, and I'm, now I know we'll get emails <sighs> on this that the LDS does not say they don't say they're LDS and vice versa. They're fundamentalist Mormons is what they would refer to themselves as. Right, right, but I don't even know that. It's fundamentalist Mormons. Okay. Good point. Fair enough. Yeah. Thanks for the clarification. I'm just talking. So everybody can calm down with pulling over the side of the road immediately <laughs> to, to voice I'm out. just talking sister wives. Oh, okay. Hey. <laughs> Non-denominational. Non-denominational sister, sister wives. <laughs> the church of love sister wives. <laughs> the church of reality TV sister wives. <laughs> is this is a TLC show? <laughs> All right, so back to my fascination with the Amish culture. Mm-hmm. I live here in the middle of it. While there are Amish in Ohio and Pennsylvania, why not give Northern Indiana a look-see? Elkhart County and LaGrange County might just have everything you're looking for. Elkhart is known as the RV capital of the world. Most of the major RV manufacturers are loaded are located here and employ lots of Amish. Kind of ironic that a lot of the electrical systems are installed by Amish workers. Oh, that, huh? is, that is kind of interesting. That how, though? Because they never run the electricity through it. They're just what? running copper. That's fine. What are you talking about right now? They just can't ever power it up. Can somebody else power it up? Yeah, somebody... <laughs> That seems like a serious loophole. A gentile. And then I am I am curious as mm-hmm. to how many Amish people experience the luxury of an RV. <laughs> I, okay, I, w- is... when you started reading that, I, w- I had a, a huge flashback. Do you remember when Bill Hader used to be on Weekend Update and he was like the club guy? Yes. I, my one of my favorites. I, like when you were reading that, I was like, "This is this. This is it. Like this is literally <laughs> the script for this. It's like it has everything you're looking for. <laughs> Hot Amish electricians, <laughs> the RV park, uh, the largest RV park <laughs> in the world. Like so much. Like script. Like perfect. That could have been modified just slightly. And it would have been spot on. I want to go there. <laughs> I want to go to there. That does sound like the hottest club in New York. (laughs) 
the hottest club in New York is Amish electricians. <laughs> Amish electricians. I just, I still, I guess I can't like really wrap my mind around one being employed outside of the Amish community, right? Because isn't it kind of supposed to be self-sustaining, mm-hmm. right? The I think there's like a some kind of money thing too. Mm-hmm. Like they need it. It's like a subsistence oh. <laughs> thing. It's not like a we collect it. What? It. I I don't I don't know. I'm talking out of my butt. So let's just move on. Yeah, fair enough. I think there's something with money though. But then how... There's supposed to be people who are not supposed to attain wealth, I think is the point I'm going with. How do you go back to a horse and buggy when you have been in an RV? (laughs) Like, sometimes I think about an RV and I'm like, houses are stupid. RVs are worse. (laughs) Never. I never think that. You know why I never think that? Why? Because the wear and tear on an RV is a nightmare. And I've had to fix an RV toilet before, and that is when did you disgusting, have to do that? When did you insane? Have... Because did you live in an RV? No, I think oh. it was like I think it was like Tara's Tara's RV. I like fixed her toilet or something. Who's ta- Tara? Tara, who's Tara? Blonde Tara from the base. <gasps> oh, and that thing's already a phone booth. Why did you have to? her toilet i don't know i don't know whose toilet it was i think it's hers i could be wrong regardless you're going around fixing random ladies no, toilets it was, no <laughs> no i think it was before like a party started we were there earlier or something and she said the toilet didn't work and we'd have to walk down to the fiddler's green and then you're like okay i'll fix it and it was clean but like still it, it's a phone booth so you have to like do a handstand to get your head down to be able to look at the thing and you did a headstand no not really but- <laughs> this is getting more and more amazing by the moment we've got josh doing handstand fixing a toilet when there's a perfectly good bathroom no it's like a half mile or a quarter mile to get to the fiddler's green and it shut down early remember I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember who's back. Because I didn't but it was care. Not, it was not good. What times. time the Fiddler's Green shut down? It was always open to me. <laughs> it was not. It's not good times. It's all plastic parts. The wear and tear is real. Driving up and down the highway. She had a very old trailer. Though. I'm saying all of them suffer from this though. They don't have the longevity of like home parts. Okay. Plus, they're very small in some cases to fit into small places. I also really like the tiny home genre of you, entertainment. <laughs> just l- being in your office right now, <laughs> you could not have a tiny home. That would not work. That's true. We'd have to lug a tiny home behind our tiny <laughs> home, behind our tiny home to have all of our stuff. That's why it's minimalism. Yeah, it's behind the tiny home is the tiny ham shack. <laughs> You know what I've heard, though? Like, everybody who does, like, van life or has a tiny home, Mm -hmm. there's always people they're inconveniencing holding their stuff. (laughs) Right. Oh, man. So, still luxurious. Okay. (laughs) Doug continues, Middlebury, Indiana, has Das Dutchman Essenhaus. That's a house. <laughs> house. <laughs> there, 
there are what Amish shoppies. Shoppy. Amish shops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Restaurants, event centers, and a hotel. They host many events throughout the year. And Doug has provided a link. Also in neighboring LaGrange County is Shipshawana. <laughs> I swear, you guys are doing this on purpose. <laughs> You're just <laughs> telling me to visit all of the towns I cannot pronounce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nacogdoches. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. No, though. we had a song. Yeah. I learned from the song. I remember the song in my head. That's how I remember it. It was that other one that was just really bad. The, so, my, the name that has nothing to do with the way people say it. So at the after party, my sister, uh, she ended up getting a uh, a penthouse suite. And so at she a did, casino, people. Yes. So you all know what that means. <laughs> it, it wasn't her. It was her mother-in-law. But we were hanging out with her new brother-in-law, mm-hmm. who is from Kentucky. And we found new ways to butcher. I understand. Louisville. I understand it's pronounced Louisville. Louisville. But we asked him, how is it in Luis Valle? Luis <laughs> <laughs> Valle. <laughs> <laughs> Louise Valle. That's pretty good. <laughs> and I thought maybe I should just stop trying to pronounce anything correctly because it's much better mm-hmm. when I pronounce it wrong. <laughs> I I think for everybody. Okay. Myself and I'm here. Shipshuana. Shipshuana. And Topeka, here you will also find many restaurants, shops, theaters, and hotels. I've added a link to the Blue Gate, which is a restaurant and theater. But there is so much more at the crossroads in Shipshawana. (laughs) You could come for a visit near the end of June, maybe work field day in the area. There are a couple of amateur radio clubs in the area that would love to have you. Well, that's so Thank kind. You. Appreciate it. Not not me, just you. <laughs> that same weekend is Murph. <laughs> what? Murph. <laughs> what is happening? M R R F. Midwest Rep Rap <laughs> Festival. Okay. What is a Rep Rap? <laughs> I mean, rep rap is like 3D printing or related to it, but I'm assuming that's not what. This is a festival that is put on each year and is all about 3D printing. Oh, <laughs> I got it. People and manufacturers come from all over the world to attend. And he's provided a link to Murph's, Murph's Facebook. Mm-hmm. Just a few ideas that popped up. Sorry, no new songs yet, but I'll work on that and send something ASAP. Hopefully, Nathan can send a few in the meantime. 73, Doug, K-A-B-8-M. Thank you, Doug. Thank you so much, Doug. You know what? You've, you've sold me on Indiana. That's... Wow. Could we just do an Amish tour? No. Just... <sighs> I can nope. ne- I can never have what I want. <laughs> That's... 
All right. And look forward to your future song, Doug. Yes, indeed. The next email is from Volunteer Podcast co-producer Nathan, and it's titled True SDX Tirade and Caches. 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 <laughs> well, I'm, I'm wondering where he's going with this, but okay. Caches. <laughs> caches, like a cache? Yeah, caches. Not cashies. What's a cashies? It's a um, it's a thrift store in Australia. <laughs> Caches. I guess people would call that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, keep going. Surprise! It is K one M A Z. I think he thought this was the last email of the last podcast. That's what he thought. He yeah. thought that. Mm-hmm. Leia alluded to having a non-standard recording schedule this week, so you get an earlier email. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Didn't make it. And no need for me to complete uh, compete in the last email this week. I am content. An update on the arrival of my true SDX. Drumroll. That's, <laughs> it, it has... <laughs> Where's the snare? Wrong, oh, wrong that's kit. terrible. Do you know we'll what a drum roll sounds like? Yeah, I'm looking for the snare. Where's the snare? It's, no, no, no. Please stop. As I as I asked okay. Nate earlier, please don't do that again. <laughs> you are directed to stop. You are directed to stop. <laughs> this has not arrived yet, but is in the hands of UPS, which is quite the accomplishment. Tracking shows perhaps Monday. Waiting is key. On the subject of tracking packages, have you ever noticed packages showing on tracking just hanging out at USPS or UPS distribution centers? Yeah, and then they just appear magically very frustrating the fastest part of the shipping is the long path i have had patch packages shipped from arizona new mexico etc go faster than the last hundred miles one day cross-country plane obviously then sits three or four days a hundred miles away Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to say that that must be sorting because they just pile all your stuff right into a plane and then it has to be fine more finely distributed Mm -hmm. across wherever it needs to go. I have found this often with used books since it uses media mail, which is purposely slower. Yeah, it's super slow. But sometimes they become too efficient, and I guess they feel they need to slow it down or withhold it. Sometimes I will even order something days after the first purchase, standard shipping, and it will glide right through the same distribution center and arrive days before the other packages. I'm also assuming that media mail often includes books, which are going to be way heavier than most like consumer goods. I would guess that there is a media mail department mm-hmm. and then a standard mail department. And mm-hmm. the media mail department has one employee and the standard mail department has like four. Or it's got a requirement that the media mail group can only be staffed by X DMV employees. Right. <laughs> You know, that's that's rude. <laughs> DMV employees work really hard, so they don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I stand the DMV sloth, okay? 
That is my favorite Zootopia character. <laughs> Nobody can tell me otherwise. Okay. Uh, this has been Nate's tirade. If you like this type of content, consider subscribing and hitting that bell to be notified when I upload. Thanks so much. You're welcome. <laughs> I have also been geocaching recently in my local area. Some of the homemade caches are so cool. They either blend in so well that they are hard to find or have such a great hiding spot that I honestly can't find them. Many are close to the road and are great for tourists and others to grab on their way through the area. I can honestly tell you that through through geocaching, I have found so many hiking or walking trails in the woods I had no idea existed. Very interesting. I didn't know geocaching still existed, <sighs> to be honest. But people definitely do it. And there's like, there's more like puzzle based geocaches now, which is pretty cool. But I, I recently came up with a fiction in my head about geocaching. And mm -hmm. that if the right serial killer came along, <laughs> that's how somebody, uh, he would find his victims. Through geocaching you deep into the woods, and then you just disappearing. Wow. Yeah. So be careful out there, Nathan. Watch out for the geocaching yeggs. Yes. I mean, murderous yeggs. Right. Yeah. Nathan signs off 73K1MAZ. Nathan, and here are the quotes. Prior to... To email, our private correspondence was secured by a government institution called the Postal Service. Today, we trust AOL, Microsoft, Yahoo, Facebook, or Gmail with our private utterances. John Battelle. The federal government spends millions to run the Postal Service. I could lose your mail for half that. Pat Paulson. <laughs> Golf is the loneliest of games, not excluding postal chess. Peter Doberreiner. What's your hobby? I search for Tupperware in the woods. What do you do for fun? <laughs> That's, That's uh, literally yeah. a... Yeah. Uh -huh. Finding geocaches is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Do you want to keep searching or would you like to sign the log? <laughs> Exploring my world one box at a time. Nice. I do want to go on a search for just like puzzle geocaches just because I like puzzles. I think you can search for just that. I think you can actually filter the search on local puzzle box. Why is geocaching not integrating ham radio technology? How? What do you mean? Maybe you have to transmit on a certain frequency to open a box. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now you figured it out. That's the next step in the serial killer's plan. Mm -hmm. I remember. Oh, he's also going to be a ham. What? I, re <laughs> I remember why I brought up the neighborhood watch meeting. Oh wow! So there was... What a what a callback. Okay. <laughs> so there was a guy there. There was who a guy was, who came up to the prize table because community safety had a prize wheel mm -hmm. and they had things to give away. And Ham Radio Outlet actually donated a couple of emergency radios mm -hmm. for us to raffle off. Yes. So people who got their raffle number pulled got to spin the prize wheel. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys who won came up and he was looking at the um, the Ham Radio Outlet 
magazine or brochure or it was whatever. A catalog. And then, <laughs> all right, it's <laughs> just catalog. And then uh, the guy starts talking about how he's a ham. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're a ham? He's like, yeah, for 23 years. And Josh like is like right next to me. And I was like, do you know my husband? And he look, he's like, why should I? <laughs> <laughs> and then Josh goes, it's, it's okay. Not everybody knows me. <laughs> Not many people care. Not that big a deal. And I was just standing there dumbfounded. It's not that big a thing. <laughs> Happens all the time. Which is, uh, so um, I got the, I have a contact list from the people who signed it. Because to get a raffle ticket, you had to sign in. Right. The guy's email is his call sign. Of course. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I know like, I know his house, too. I know where he lives. That's creepy, Josh. Why are you stalking people? Because he's the only other person in our zone with big HF antennas on his roof. And that's kind of what, like, I was, I was like, you live in this neighborhood and you don't know my husband with his big ass antennas. <laughs> you, know, you didn't want to know. <laughs> you have like random people stopping to ring our doorbell to ask about the antenna, but our 800 tracked homes. <laughs> the one other guy. <laughs> right. Doesn't know he could have been like, oh yeah, step IR, like okay, right, 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 right. yeah. Well, he could have, yeah. yeah. All right, thank you again, Nathan, for your email. The next email is titled "Spies." Okay, it's actually titled "Possessive Spies." When you're a spy, no, it's spies, like something belonging to a spy, okay. like a spies something. Okay, okay. And this is from Jake. Uh, KI5QXJ. Greetings, Ham Radio Dynamic Duo. I tend to finish each week's new podcast early on in the week. Then I will go back and find an episode I have not listened to yet. Mm. That episode was this week was Should I Make a QRP Crash Course? In this episode, you mentioned a show called The Spy, which I had never seen. Oh, good. A show about spies and radios. I'll give it a go. Good show. Eli was trained for six months. I think this is the most impressive thing. So far, I'm only on episode three. Was that he learned how to receive and transmit CW perfectly at 45 words a minute in six months. That is highly impressive. So far, I'm loving the show. I you got to fact check that. I don't believe. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he if he ended up learning it that fast because he was using a straight key, I believe. But I could be wrong. I recommend a podcast called The Winds of Change. The podcast is about how the CIA supposedly wrote the song Winds of Change by Scorpions. The podcast goes into other details about how the CIA used psychological warfare against the Soviet Union during the Cold War with the Dr. Zhivago book. You should give it a go. It's a good listen. I am intrigued. Josh is going to go ahead and make some noty notes for us to listen to this podcast together. Okay. Signing off, Josh, you should do a live stream on spies and clandestine radios. I have. I find the Cold War era radios and spy gadgets so fascinating. I believe if you go back to one of the Halloween live streams, I talk about number stations and spy radios. Well, hope y'all have a great weekend. Jake, <laughs> KI5QXJ. Hey, let us know how you like the rest of the spy. Because Josh really loved it. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah.
And also, I'd like a fact check on that six month thing because that the, does the not whole, sound possible. The whole scene where he's like, um, his radio was broken up into different household appliances, and he would pull things out of household appliances to mm -hmm. assemble the radio. Mm. Really cool. That was really cool. Could you do that? What? Why would I need to? I already have a radio that's the size <sighs> of a pack of cards. Mm. It's you know you have to go. So you'd pull it out of a box of cards. <laughs> Is what you're saying. No, I mean, it has the antenna you'd, connectors. You'd out. open up your poker set, <laughs> pull out a card box, and then pull out the radio? I, that sounds like a really good video opening. It, there's the whole opening. That's it. <laughs> it's just completely unrelated. It's about Baofengs. <laughs> the next email is titled, A Summer Vacation Radio Tip. Okay. And this is from Mike. K-E-0-V-I-M. We're going to... Vim. Um, it's a text editor. I guess it would be... Or no, Vim is not a text Inappropriate editor. to call him K-O-V-M. <laughs> that's... I'll <laughs> refrain. Not everything can be a K-something, mm -hmm. you know? Hi, Josh and Leia. With summer vacations kicking off, I thought I'd share a radio tip for anyone planning to visit any of the big parks. Josh, you might remember I wrote last year about my use of APRS while hiking down into the Grand Canyon mm -hmm. with my 11-year-old daughter. Yeah. Using my FT2D, I was able to send a text message to my wife's iPhone telling her we would be four hours later than expected getting back up to the rim right. as we had hiked farther than we planned down the trail and progress was slow coming back up. My cell phone wouldn't connect to send the text, but I knew there was an APRS digipeter right on the south rim. The message got out. Mama was happy. Everyone was happy. And the crisis of a mother worrying about her daughter lost in the Grand Canyon for four hours was averted. Right. If that is not the best ad for APRS, I don't know what is. Later in the year, ham radio came into play again during our adventures, but not as successfully this time due to an oversight on my part. What did I learn from the experience? Do not neglect FRS radio. Mm. We drove across Glacier National Park one morning on the going to the Sun Road from the west entrance over the Continental Divide at Logan Pass and down to St. Mary Lake on the east side. We planned on hiking the Three Falls Trail, seeing Bering Falls, St. Mary Falls, and Virginia Falls. We had beaten the typical rush of visitors that always seemed to hit around 11 a.m., regardless of what park you're in. But we were woefully late compared to the avid hikers that fill up the trailhead parking lots even before the sun comes up. There was nowhere to park. Needing guidance, my wife suggested driving down to the general store at the Rising Sun Trailhead to find out what we should do. We had already driven for over an hour in the park, so we didn't want to just give up and drive back. My wife and kids walked into the store to get information, and I sat in the truck and scanned the VHF-UHF bands on my Yesu FTM 400. Mm -hmm. Pretty soon, I picked up a conversation happening on an FRS frequency where one hiker was informing another about a bear coming up the trail. She mentioned that a park ranger was on scene, and he was having some hikers move off the trail to let the bear pass and telling others to turn around and head back. 
Since I was sitting on the Rising Sun Trailhead, I assumed that this event was happening on that trail, and I would soon see a mass of hikers emerge from the bushes preceding the arrival of the bear. Watching the trail entrance in my side view mirror, my main concern was my family exiting the store simultaneously as a bear walks into the parking lot. (laughs) Had I been able to talk to these hikers on an FRS radio that I did not have on my person, I could have simply asked them for more details, like how far out were they and on which trail were they hiking? Mm -hmm. If I had, they would have informed me that they were in fact on the Sunpoint Nature Trail a mile back up the road, not the Rising Sun Trail where I was sitting. Mm, Interesting. I see my family come out of the general store and I watch them safely walk back over to the truck. My wife tells me we're in luck. There's another trailhead we can use to access the Three Falls Trail. It's about a mile back up the road at Sunpoint Trailhead. It adds a couple miles to the hike round trip, but the parking usually doesn't fill up. Awesome. We went a mile up the road towards a wild grizzly bear. We hiked with a bear. There were several open parking spots at some point, and we took one near a picnic table. The kids were getting hungry and asked if they could eat an early lunch. Oh, why not? <laughs> we'll carry our food in our bellies instead of our backs. Mm-hmm. Once lunch was done, all that was left was to hit the bathrooms before venturing down the trail. I feel like this is really building, building. up to something There's... that I'm getting very nervous about. Yeah, yeah. As the kids and I waited for my wife to come out of the restroom, a man stepped into the doors and asked us if both rooms were taken. Yes, they are, I responded. He then said, well, I'd normally just go off in the trees, but since there's a bear wandering around, I'll wait for the bathroom. Wait, what? While we were eating our lunch, the grizzly had continued up our trail nearly to the parking lot. Instead of taking the turn directly towards the parking lot, he continued up the trail a little farther and then moved off into the trees behind the restrooms of which we were just on the other side. People were starting to come off the trail now talking about the bear. A woman sat on the bench next to where we were waiting and confirmed what the man had told us. A bear was in the area. I looked down to confirm I had my newly purchased $50 can of bear spray on my left hip. I had had been complaining about the price the day before. He was walking right behind, here up towards that hill, the woman said. Then she excitedly pointed up to a clearing at the hill about 50 yards to the east from where we were standing and exclaimed, There he is! There be bear. We all turned in unison and saw the grizzly bear come out from the bushes into a clearing and he casually ambled across the hill from our right to left. A ranger also emerged from the bushes at the edge of the parking lot, carrying his can of bear spray, and he watched the beast harmlessly move off to the east until he was satisfied the situation was safe. Wow, that's that's a real close call. Quite an experience, and it made some great video, but all the danger could have been avoided if I was properly armed with a simple FRS radio. Interesting. Perhaps we would have still shown up, but at least we would have been more prepared to see the bear, like from the truck, not standing out in the open, saturating the air with the scent of our tasty flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Since then, I've noted 
quite a, I've noticed quite a bit of chatter on FRS while visiting parks. You'll often hear groups communicating with each other about the park traffic jams, and many of those will involve wildlife sightings. The information gain can be very handy. What do I hear on ham bands, you ask? Nothing. A big fat zilch. The only time I've ever heard anything on a ham band in a park is if we're hiking up to a high spot and I happen to catch a transmission from a repeater in an adjacent town. So bring your FRS radio to the parks, my friends. It will likely be the most useful radio you have on you. I, I would go a step further and say, go ahead and get your GMRS license and then you can have the FRS frequencies as well as use the GMRS frequencies. There you go. Yeah. And you'll have more power too on a handheld. Uh, yeah. As for the rest of our day, the hike was fantastic. I was so proud my family was eager to take what had become a 6.7 mile hike to see the falls despite knowing there were wild bears loose in the area. Oh, that's cool. Until next time, 73 Mike KE0VIM. Oh, that's a great story, Mike. That Thank is a good you story. so much. Mm -hmm. And a very good tip for all of our radio operators out there. The next email is titled, A Reply to Matt, KC1IIO. Okay. And this is from Sideboom. After listening to Matt's email about the power issue in his vehicle, I have some suggestions that could also fall in line with other people in the same boat. So mainly running radios in a vehicle with the, whether it be... UHF, VHF, or HF, without the vehicle turned on, I have learned that it's best to either build a portable battery pack that you can run in line with the vehicle's battery or fully install a second battery with some sort of isolation a switch between the vehicle's main power and the auxiliary power. Okay. I mean, this might be kind of hard because it's not Matt's car. Right, yeah. right, right. You're still tapping into the battery. Which his whole problem was tapping into getting lines through the right. firewall. <laughs> For instance, in my Ram 2500 pickup truck, I have a 20 amp hour lithium ion phosphate that keeps the radio gear powered while the ignition is turned off. Mm -hmm. The multiple different ways to do this and some that are as simple as getting a starter relay uh, from a 92 Ford F-150 pickup truck that is wired in to disconnect power between auxiliary battery and main battery when you turn the ignition off. You can also go in a more advanced route and the main battery when you turn the ignition off. You can also go in a more advanced route and use a voltage, sense of voltage sensing switch that will automatically disconnect the power between the two batteries as the voltage drops, allowing your vehicle's main power system unscathed so you can start your vehicle and leave. And if anybody has questions about it, they can feel free to reach out to me on the HRCC Discord, and I can draw them out a complete diagram of multiple different ways to fix their solutions on portable vehicle power. Good. If the email is hard to read, I apologize. I'm doing this all via voice to text because Sideboom is always in his mobile. 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 <laughs> I, I, I think if your car is off, that Matt's just fine using his battery pack. Okay. Totally okay. fine. Everything's yeah. good. You know, throw a mag mount on the top and get to work. 
I think that's fine. I do appreciate Sideboom's um, answer, though, for someone who has the capability to get wires through the, the firewall. I think that's generally the, the right way to go. So thank you for those tips, Sideboom. Appreciate it. All right. Well, Sideboom signs off, and I just got down. Bump, bump. <laughs> <laughs> So again, you can uh, hop on the HRCC Discord and hit up Sideboom if you have any questions Indeed. about his power solutions. Indeed. Do that. The next email is titled Ham Radio Heartbreak and I-95. And this is from Nick. Hey there, Josh and Leia. This is KC1PBW. Good luck making a name like K-Mac or K-Murder. I'm going to go peanut butter and watermelon. Second time writing in and a long time listener. I know it's a bit late, but I wanted to say how wonderful my first hamvention was. Meeting Josh at the VOA and then later at Grainworks was awesome. He's every bit the great guy in person that his online personality is. Thank you. Oh, that's so Appreciate nice. That. Josh, Josh definitely is who you see. Yeah, I'm no different. He doesn't, he doesn't I, I, have I'm, a persona. I, I can say that it is just the same dude. Mm -hmm. I'm not any different. Except I'm sometimes more tired in person. I will say that. That yeah. could be the case. I mean, I also like to believe that he's like a little bit better of a person around me. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> of course. A while back, I wrote to you guys about dating in the ham radio community. Mm. In between writing that email and meeting Josh, I found someone. She's an electrician and an absolute knockout in looks. That's man. Okay. When she saw my solar panels on my roof, she was very interested in the radio setup and wanted to do a POTA activation with me. What? What? <laughs> okay. Okay. This is a trick. Yeah. This is a trick. So off I went to Hamvention with renewed romantic interest in my heart and what I thought was a new relationship. While in Dayton on my solo journey, trouble struck. After a few unanswered calls and no returns, I grew concerned. Returning from my trip, I have discovered I've been ghosted. So my quest for love continues. I think it was the poda. I think everything was fine. And then she promised to do a poda, and she didn't know what a poda was. <laughs> she was like, I'm in too deep now. Can't ask. <laughs> I'm out. Josh asked me to do a poda when we were in Nevada, and I ghosted him. <laughs> she left. It was just a smoke silhouette as she ran out the door. Because it was too hot. Yeah, was... I have learned a very important lesson about Leia this weekend. I just cannot. You can't do the heat. You're I done with it. cannot live in a place where the sun and the air is just trying to kill you. Like, if you can cook food just by it being outside, that is too hot for humans. Okay? <laughs> because humans have flesh. <laughs> All right? Uh, okay, okay. Epidermis, if you will. And I don't want to be sous vide alive, <laughs> right? I, I mean, yes, it was 110. It, it I got swear to God, if you say it was a dry heat. I would never say I that. <laughs> I would never say that. I, I will say, though, that when I was doing the poda in the morning and it was 90 degrees, was I, was under, was dry heat. I was under a shade tree and there was a, a gentle breeze. It kept everything nice and cool. Everything was totally cool. fine. Yeah, it was, it was very pleasant. No. 
I wasn't yeah. sweating. You're a weather chameleon then. I'm not. I'm not. I, I think it was it was fine for everyone. It, it would have been totally fine. Nick, I'm so sorry to hear about uh, your poda scaring this gorgeous electrician off. I uh, maybe we are sorry to hear that. Maybe you could like text her and explain what a poda is, and that she doesn't have to go. <laughs> That's... I don't know that it was the poda. We don't know. <laughs> You're making a bit of an assumption. All right. Well, try it. <laughs> That's... What? Why not? Now on to lighter things. I'm getting caught up with the podcast and listening to KC1IIO talk about I-95 in Connecticut, and they're speaking the honest truth about it. It is the bane of everyone's existence and is to be avoided at all times. I live in Connecticut, luckily far from that cursed highway. And if any travel plans that involve the I-95 come up, I will find other routes immediately. <laughs> Dang. Is that is that like... It goes uh, up the eastern, sea, eastern seaboard. So what is the equivalent of the I-95 over here? Is the it the 405? The 405 probably. The 405. Yeah. I hate that. It's constantly jam-packed. The 405 is like something to behold. It is a parking lot. It is just a... It, it's a sea of cars with barely a ripple. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's real bad. Nick says, I included a picture of my car with solar panels on them just because. Sincerely, Nick, KC1PBW. Well, thank you so much, Peanut Butter Watermelon. <laughs> Hey, peanut butter watermelon. Okay. <laughs> peanut butter watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> I've never tried it. I'm sure it's great. No. That's <laughs> no. And I'm gonna show Josh a picture of your solar panel on top of your car. That's very unobtrusive. Oh no, yeah. You uh, that's a doable thing for everyone, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go ahead and pop that up in uh the HRCC podcast channel of the Discord. Thank you so much, Nick. And uh, again, I really suggest you just kind of explain what a poda is and tell her she doesn't have to go. Make a joke out of it. Ladies love jokes. I I don't know. The poda is, we're making some assumptions here. <laughs> I mean, she volunteered it out of nowhere. She volunteered the term poda out of nowhere. I don't know that that would happen. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. The next email is titled, Want to do more, but might be, might get eating by a possum. <laughs> what? I'm confused as, as to whether you are eating the possum or getting eaten by the possum. Okay. Okay. And this is from Andrew. Greetings, Josh and Leia. My father and I got our HA technician this past April. Okay. Our ha. I'm having reading comprehension issues today. I apologize. Let's just go with technician. That's fine. Technician this past April during the FCC upgrade debacle of 2022. What? Oh, two. <laughs> 
Congratulations, Andrew and Father. During the time waiting on our call signs to be assigned, we both went on Amazon to order our first radios. Mm -hmm. After only 30 minutes of looking, we decided on our first radios. His choice, Baofeng UV5R kit, and mine, a TYT UV88. We both waited patiently for our HT radios to arrive. When Amazon finally dropped our radios, we both feverishly read through the manuals to learn all we could about them. Then finally, our call signs came in. Thus, we began to go ham on the local repeaters in our area. Since then, I have made many contacts and held many fun conversations with local hams on our 2-meter and 70-centimeter repeaters we have in our area. I have since outgrown my HT and want to do more than it can offer. There is only one problem I have. The queen of the castle doesn't appreciate ham life like I do, so she isn't on board with adding antennas to the home or having a big transceiver box sitting somewhere in the house. If she does find that I have done any type of modification to the home or a transceiver somewhere in the home, I am banished to the dark side hole under the house with only a thin blanket, a rock for a pillow, along with a sharp stick for defense. Just joking. Okay. I am not sure you're joking, Andrew. Blink twice if you need help. Yeah. <laughs> so my question for the both of you are, one, would it be a good idea to build a ham radio go box? I'm going to answer this for Josh. Yes. If so, what would you suggest for a radio and or antenna to build around? It depends on how big you want the box to be. If you want it to be a larger size box that kind of has everything in it, you can use a 7300. You can use a Yesu 991A. If you want to go smaller, you can go with a Yesu 891 or possibly an ICOM 7100. Um, you, you can go used and find something a little bit older would be fine too. Um, or you can just keep it VHF, UHF, which you're not going to have like poda capability um because no hf right you're going to be limited a bit there but maybe you're not there yet i don't i don't know um you, you might be working towards your general that would be great if you're doing that i would recommend having hf and a go box specifically i uh as far as antennas go there's there's so many schools of thought on that it, it depends on how much time you you have to set up a good freestanding antenna if you have time is a dx commander of course um you can go with if you get a radio that has a tuner you can use any one of the chameleon mpass system antennas you could use a freestanding mass that you just homebrew a wire antenna off of you can use an nfed half wave antenna the only thing you have to make sure you're doing correctly is scaling the antenna appropriately for the power output of the radio, okay. the max power output. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. It, it's it's really going to depend more on what you think you're going to be able to set up. If you can use the trees, then that opens up some up possibilities. Otherwise, you're going to have to go freestanding, and that's mm -hmm. going to change what you may or may not use. Two, if not a radio go box, what would you suggest instead? You've brought up a good point. And I'm curious about this, too. There's no way for you to hide something up a tree. It doesn't have to be attached to the house. No, yeah. You could just have direct berry coax um, in under the ground. You could you can trench a you can make a little slot in the lawn 
and push the coax into it and the lawn will just grow right back over the top of it and that's totally fine direct berry coax is great you can use an end fed half wave that goes up the side of the tree the back side of the tree that you know yeah your significant other is not going to look at that's totally fine i just find it hard to believe that if you can make it as unobtrusive as possible that this is something that your wife would be against yeah i'm it might be for comedic value that he's asking these questions and mm -hmm. posing it the way he is but i i feel like that's almost a caricature of a a significant other kind of like <laughs> well i don't know maybe you're too far out of touch with reality it's to it's entirely possible yeah it is entirely I am possible probably way too understanding at this point <laughs> i don't know about that 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 i mean i didn't have a lobotomy but like <laughs> uh, uh, uh yeah there, there's I mean, you can always go like, like super lightweight, portable QRP. You could always go that route, but you're just going to take longer to make contacts. It's just, that's just the reality of it. It's going to take you longer, particularly if you're not doing Morse code. All right. Well, number three, any tips you could give me to convince the queen to relinquish a small broom closet so that I can make a small ham shack out of it? Um, I don't think you even need a broom closet. If the issue is maybe you're short on space. I think that there are plenty of like secretary uh, type cabinets like mm -hmm. um, that you could probably set up a ham shack in that close up real neat. Even um, there are even like craft cabinets mm -hmm. that are really unobtrusive that you could set up. They're about the size of like a Billy bookcase mm -hmm. um, that you could turn into a ham shack that kind of expands out your issue still is going to be getting your antenna hookup into whatever um item you're trying to uh put your ham shack into yeah i mean there, there's so many there's so many ways to look at this if, if you if you have a good external antenna let's say running up the tree like we've already talked mm -hmm. about and you've got direct berry coax you still have to get it into the house yeah right and that's always sometimes problematic right you can always pop a hole in a wall but i'm assuming that's probably not going to be okay with you with your with your significant other so i guess the question is is it aesthetics that's the problem I, I oftentimes with emails we don't have the whole story so i'm kind of just going off of assumptions i'm making as i go there are windowsill crossover panels that you can put in that are like coax connector panels that, you know, are bulkheads. They're, they're sockets on both sides mm -hmm. that you can have a, a coax connection. You can also just consider like that is an outdoor antenna where your coax feeds up onto a porch tucked away somewhere, maybe mm -hmm. hidden under a deck or something like that. And then you just go sit out there, spend a couple hours with the radio. The antenna's already ran, so it's actually really easy to get up on the air really quickly. I did see a really awesome outdoor cabinet that's on sale on amazon right now i want to see it it's a couple hundred dollars but it's uh this like natural wood a mm. kind of shutter door looking thing but it's like an outdoor cabinet it's made to be outdoors mm -hmm. i would recommend storing a radio outside what if you could weather seal it what if criminals someone comes and takes it like i no i wouldn't do lock that. it what do you mean lock it why what okay no 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 like most of these radios are not that big they can go back in a bag and you can put the bag in somewhere okay. out of the way that that's I, I don't think that's the the issue but as for uh convincing your queen to uh 
to let you set up a ham shack. I mean, baseline, it just so many natural disasters Mm -hmm. where you would lose communications. It's a matter of you being able to contact loved ones, right? Uh, Yeah, that's always, that's like, I don't know. That always feels like flavoring, seasoning on the top of the main dish. You still have to get over the fact that like, I don't know the dynamics here. So it's really hard for me to really answer this. But at some point, it's like you kind of have to do what you want to do. You can't be expected to not do something that you're passionate about. Mm. I just, I don't. Says the man with the angry wife with all the antennas on the roof. (laughs) No, but I mean, like, sure, I, I, I take it too far. I appreciate that. But you're at the zero point. You haven't even gotten off the starting block. Right. You have nothing. I I have to assume that the only objection is the aesthetics. And I think you can address the aesthetics issues. Right. Just interior camouflage um, and stuff that disappears into bags and goes away. I cannot believe that it's your wife just trying to not allow you to pursue a hobby. (laughs) I, I mean, yeah, it, at some point you kind of have the question is like, is this dysfunctional? Or like, is this what's going on? I don't on? think it's dysfunctional. I think it's probably if, it, if it's just complete aversion to anything that he may enjoy. Like, yes, that would be dysfunctional. But yeah, I'm but I don't think I don't that. think it's that. He obviously loves her very of much. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, but also I don't have a lot of information to go off of, so I don't know. It sounds like the issue is the antennas and I totally get her concern because they really do look horrendous on the roof but there are totally it's like modern art functional ways mm-hmm. to um to like install an antenna that actually is not an eyesore josh just doesn't happen to do that because <laughs> i can't we don't have the space so it has to be freestanding stuff all right well we don't I mean, have trees right our tree fell into our house. Well, Andrew's in Alabama, so yeah. I'm hoping he has space. Let's. I you know what, so. Andrew? Get back at us. Give us. Yeah, a little we need bit more we need more info. I think. Yeah. But if if you've got the space and you can figure out a way to run it unobtrusively, mm-hmm. and maybe you just have like a smaller square footage on your house, so there's not a lot of uh, interior space to spare for storage, mm-hmm. which I get to. Sure. I mean. Uh, I really do suggest a cabinet. You've just got to figure out how to get that antenna into the cabinet. Right. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, Andrew says, thanks from Alabama, KQAPD. Oh, I'm sorry. KQ4APD. Got it. I can't can't make anything out of that. Mm Apt. All right. Good luck with that, and uh, feel free to follow up with us again. Yeah, with catch us up in- on the story yeah, as it exactly. unfolds. I'm excited to hear how it goes for you. My fingers are crossed that you get that interior ham shack. Mm-hmm. The next email is titled Response and Some Babbles, and this is from Purveyor of All Things Maple, Russ. Mm. Josh and, oh, uh, Leah. And um, Josh. Okay. Yeah. I told Alex about my email submission about the Dayton Hall, and she responded that I wasn't being a good friend to Josh as I caused him to disclose all of his purchases at Dayton. 
I tried to explain that, but she wouldn't have any of that. I'm sorry, Josh. As Southern Vermont ham radio Nate and then Leah spoke about my travels, to and while at Dayton were a bit stressful. According to Waze, the travel time to my Dayton hotel was supposed to be about 12 hours from my QTH. (laughs) But at about Utica, New York, the horizontal rain started and then it became 13 hours. Oh, no. Once arriving at my hotel, I spoke with the desk clerk who told me that my reservation was canceled earlier that day and that I should have received an email notification. Luckily, I was able to obtain accommodations in a nearby hotel and then breakfast at the awful waffle for a bite to eat. First day, I had the honor of meeting some of the greats on YouTube. Jason times two, Frank, Mike, Linux in the Ham Shack, which is Russ, Cheryl, and Bill, and Josh. Hope you like your video shout out, Leia. I did. Thank you very much. I picked up a lot of the manufacturer paraphernalia and other swag, saw some great products, and scratched my head at others. Tons of boat anchors. Mm -hmm. I walked all of the flea market stalls on day one. So much UHF commercial gear and vendors who felt their goods were priceless. (laughs) I am sorry, but an ultra rusty Roan 25 guy brackets wanting more than $50 each is way overpriced. Now, I had a mental list of things that I was looking for or need. And of course, a set of dream items want. I did find two items as I disclosed in the last email, plus that weird mobile Josh said 900 megahertz. I did find an HF base rig for $200. That was tempting. But the rig guts are built with extreme VLS VLSI components. ICOM 7300. It was hit by lightning. Too many components. <laughs> I did pick up a couple of shorty hamsticks for 12 and 15 meters for $5 each. That That's will be used for Whisper Beacon. Awesome. That is quite a great haul. Uh, yeah. You know what, Russ? You don't have to feel bad about asking Josh about his haul because I knew already. <laughs> I put it on video and I yeah. showed you. And I don't I don't hide it. No, you don't hide it. I um, Also, I don't feel like he really called me out or called it out really i don't think oh i mean don't think that i'm not tallying it (laughs) right an rv is a purse (laughs) (laughs) when you get right down to it (laughs) just because you can get in your purse it doesn't stop being a purse (laughs) just have it's got a hand strap just have an rv skinned as an hermes bag (laughs) i mean it's got a handle right If it doesn't, we can just put one on. Yeah, it's fine. I guess two. I I did have one person that like I I was I asked the the price of what they paid for a radio, and he was like, "Shh, my wife's around here. Shut up! Don't don't." (laughs) That guy needs the men's help desk. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm sorry, man. Sorry about that." (laughs) Have you seen the videos of the men's help desk? Yes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Where it's like, uh. An angry guy will call in to the men's help desk and it's like, you have completely overcharged me. And then the guy at the help desk goes like, uh, go ahead, put me uh, put me on speaker. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry for this overcharge. You're going to be seeing a refund. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One dude bought a boat. 
<laughs> now that I would be upset about. Uh, yeah. Be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would be upset if I bought a boat. Where would I put the boat? What was I thinking? I did buy an RV, though. So I... <laughs> Where are you going to put it? I got an RV parking spot. A parking spot. Yeah. Great. One of those rental slips. <laughs> Welcome to day two. Leia had a nap. She's feeling good. Oh my god, this is... Oh, why is it... I don't know that I'm feeling good, but I did nap. Okay, right on. So how uh, how you doing? How's day two for you? Day two's good. I went mm-hmm. to a fundraiser over at a local barbecue spot that is uh, veteran-owned. Mm, very nice. They do a lot of fundraisers for the community. I love I love feel good fundraisers. Where you but, get to uh, uh, have barbecue and drink a beer. Yeah, and uh, since nobody responded to my Delta Sig call, I just had to find my own Delta Sigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went. And oh, got... that's right. Last week you said <laughs> I want all my all my Delta Bros. All my Delta Sigs. <laughs> They're not Delta Bros. They are not Delta Bros. That was a missed opportunity. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. All right. Well, we're back with day two. I did open up a... The, Leia got two beers yesterday. Or uh, one of them is the Calliope. Cal- Overachieving. Captain Fatty's Brewery. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. <laughs> the Calliope. It's a wild ale. That's a lovely name a calliope? for a girl. Calliope. It's an instrument. I know, Musical it's, instrument. A, it's a really pretty name for a girl. Mm-hmm. People don't use that enough. Oh, it's yeah, it's like a saison. It's kind of got a sour hit. It's called a wild ale. It's wild. Mm-hmm. It's wicky, wicky wild. It just says you would expect a calliope to be. Wow. <laughs> okay, I think we're ready. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Much as I imagine any girl you met named Calliope. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. The next email is titled Dihydrogen Monoxide. Mm. And (laughs) this is from Zach. Hi, Leah and Josh. Thanks for continuing to make a great podcast. Oh, thanks for listening. listening. Appreciate it. I am planning for a future purchase of portable HF antenna once I upgrade to general. Mm -hmm. I live on the Oregon coast where it rains frequently. I love the Oregon coast. Can coil antennas like the Buddy Stick Pro be operated in the rain? Would heavy rainfall create a path of current across the coil that would cause problems? No. Good. good. I mean, it, it could, but... I don't know. It might mess with your match a bit, but I'm not that worried about it. If that antenna isn't suited for rainfall, what would be a good choice for 100 to $250? Um, an end-fed half-wave that's in a sealed, where the transformer is in a sealed box that's protected from the rain. What? Or just a resonant wire antenna would be fine. Fine in the rain is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not saying that the the coil antennas aren't fine in the rain. 
I think they're just, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't tested this, so I'm not completely in my in my depth. Gotcha. What extra steps can one take to protect coax connections for antennas? Presumably, there are long-term strategies for base station antennas that are different than what you would use on a portable antenna? Not necessarily. Coax wrap is relatively cheap. Even if you're just spending a day out there, if you're doing that a couple of times a year, that's like one roll of coax uh, wrap. That's not that expensive. You can use a hobby knife to cut it off at the end of the day. Mm, totally you fine. Use a regular knife? Yeah. Sure. An exacto <laughs> knife, uh, a box cutter is fine. Uh, it, it just. How about a steak knife? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The dog is loose. <laughs> I was wondering why her bark was getting louder. <laughs> I must pause closer. it now. Zach continues In Western Oregon, you can't let the rain stop you from going outside. Thanks in 73 N7 ZJL and WRON214 on GMRS. Okay. Just Hope make sure there's no ends. lightning. Oh, yeah. That's. Is there a lot of lightning to go with your rain? I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot of lightning up there. But you should be concerned about that. Well, hopefully we answered your... Well, hopefully Josh answered your question. (laughs) If there's lightning, don't operate. How's that? The next email is titled DX Commander Shipping. And this is from Craig. Callum is a smart guy. He has a logistic shipping company that moves it fast. It goes to the FedEx system to the USA from there, a quick outbound to the person that purchased it. Craig struggling to find excitement in amateur radio W seven FAN. That's W fan struggling to find excitement in amateur radio. Craig has written to us about that before. Uh, You know what, Craig still struggling though. You're not going to convince me that it's not port keys. So, Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. The next email is titled, Enjoyed Your Podcast During Our Family Road Trip. Oh. oh that's so nice. And this is from Eliana. Hello, Leia and Josh. We recently traveled from Orange County to Arizona. Mm. And my husband, Paul, put your podcast on since he listens to your show regularly. I have thought about making this drive and Eliana, you doing it in June. Is, is impressive. a level of championship that I commend you for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. At first I thought, are we really going to listen to a podcast about radios for six hours? <laughs> but I found myself laughing along with him and enjoying your podcast. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. That's wonderful. Thank you Something for... for some people. <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> yeah. Some people. Thank you for making our long and hot drive enjoyable. We listened to you the whole time, minus the couple of hours that I fell asleep. Falling asleep on a road trip is uh, a real privilege. I hope your husband is driving. Yeah. (laughs) Josh always says, what do you care? You're going to sleep anyway. (laughs) I know. Eliana signs off. Thanks, Eliana. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we could be there for you on your road trip. Mm -hmm. The next email is titled Migraines. Uh Uh-oh. If you don't remember, I I apparently am diagnosed with migraines in which I was prescribed nine pills. (laughs) Nine pills. (laughs) To deal with it all. (laughs) 
Not a full 13 arrows worth of pills. No, not even a Hawkeye of pills. <laughs> not even one Hawkeye's worth. And this is from Tom. Leah, I was listening to the podcast this morning, and as I was doing some yard work, it sounded like you were having, you have been diagnosed with migraines and prescribed nine pills, probably the same medicine I use. Mm -hmm. Tom, how many pills were you prescribed? <laughs> Really sorry to hear about that. I also have migraines, but received a recommendation for a book with the protocol that helps a great deal. Mm. My brother recommended the book after it worked for him, and I've also recommended it to others who have benefited. The book is Fighting the Migraine Epidemic by Angela Stanton. I read it, followed it, and it's made a world of difference for me. Mm -hmm. I seldom get migraines now, and I've reduced my need for migraine medication to practically nothing. Whoa. Hopefully the book can help you also. It's one page. I thought Don't get out of bed. <laughs> I thought that Tom was offering me his migraine medication, and I was going to say, Tom, don't do that in public. <laughs> this is the wrong email address. Yeah. I will check out that book, though. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Thank you very much. Thanks for all you and Josh do for Ham Radio. I don't know where I'd be without you all. Aw, what a... You'd probably have more time <laughs> than well, listening nice, to us. The nice thing about podcasting, though, is it's a multitasking. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You can task other tasks <laughs> while you podcast. 73-TOM-KY-9-X. Okay. It's very hard to come up with something for like short mm -hmm. call signs, you know? Thank you, Tom. I really do appreciate that recommendation. I will try anything at this point. Fantastic. Do you have a headache right now? Uh-huh. Really? I don't think that has to do with my migraines, though. <laughs> oh, okay. The next email is titled Finding Ham Radio Friends. Oh. And this is is from Vic. Hi, Leah and Josh. All I can say is, wow, in the last month, I have had the experience of a lifetime. And it does concern ham radio. Oh. In one of Josh's previous podcasts, he talked about taking our radios out in the day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. I started doing that, but also incorporated finding a way to squeeze in the topic of ham radio as often as I can when I speak with someone. I think being a ham helped me fall into the adventure of a lifetime. I oh. applied for a cool retirement job at the Pikes Peak Cog Railroad here in Colorado Springs. Okay. Turns out one of the guys in my interview was a ham too, and we hit it off great. Anyway, I got the job as an engineer driving a 115-ton cog railroad up Pikes Peak. It is the coolest job ever. Wow. Nicest and most... Wh what is a cog railroad? I don't know. I believe that a lot of those steep mountain railroads are smaller. Okay. They're like scaled down. All right. Nicest and most welcoming group of people, even though I am soon to be 71 years old. Well, you're only as young as you allow... Or old as you allow yourself to feel, right? Oh, no. The cog railway is like new trains. I'm looking at it right now. It, it it takes people up and down Pikes Peak. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. 
I figure every young boy wants to be a fireman, cowboy, cop, or train engineer. That is very true. I nailed two of those. I got to drive the train up and down three times, but unfortunately, being out of shape from several major health issues over the last few years made it very difficult for me to get in and out of the train away from the terminals. Mm -hmm. Jumping from the train proved tougher than I could handle. Mm. The staff never expressed any doubt, but as Clint Eastwood said, sometimes you've got to know your limitations. I was heartbroken to have to resign, oh, but no. what an experience and what a, bun a great bunch of people I worked with for two weeks, possibly all because of being a ham. Wow. You know what? Short-lived fun, but yeah. got to do it. But you know, Vic, jumping in and out of a train would get to even like very young people. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and suggest stepping out of a train. <laughs> I'm gonna. I was gonna suggest barrel rolling out of the train. <laughs> right. Let's do a barrel roll. <laughs> but I'm so glad you got to have that great experience. Yeah, that's good for you. Good, good job. I have also included a photo taken from the cab of the train of the Alamagra. <laughs> great. Mm -hmm. Alamagra. <laughs> mm -hmm. Alamagra mountain repeater from almost 2,000 feet above the top of Pikes Peak. Mm. This is an awesome repeater owned by the Rocky Mountain Ham Radio Club that I used to talk to a friend. From Colorado Springs to Raton Pass at the Colorado-New Mexico border without using a hotspot. This repeater is fantastic and figures very large in mine and my wife's emergency communications plan. Hmm. You know, I, I feel like repeater operator owner operators are they just have to be really awesome people they're like you know what i'm gonna i'm just gonna give you a boost <laughs> like, <laughs> gonna give everybody a some boost. of them are uh crotchety power hungry control freaks <laughs> doesn't sound right <laughs> some like one mm. you're just painting them all with the same brush because of one that's like saying that all neighborhood watch people are Karens. <laughs> Just one's named Karen. <laughs> Vic continues, love all that you both do. I always feel like I'm meeting with friends when I listen to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Oh, that, thank you for That's for exactly how we want it to feel. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be, uh, it's a, it's a one-sided hangout. Well, it's two-sided. There's emails. And that's voicemails. True. Yeah. Uh, sure. And Josh, I have always had dreams of a big adventure like the Appalachian Trail or the Pacific Crest Trail. I know, right? That time has passed for me, but I read a good book called Micro Adventures by Alastair Humphreys. Great book, and he got me thinking about all the micro adventures I can still do with ham radio. Nice. Check it out. Leah's right. You wouldn't want to be away from her and the boys long enough to do the PCT or the AT. Really? <laughs> Wrong answer, my guy. <laughs> really? That's right? Here? Really? Well, it'll be particularly painful for you when nobody ships you any food. <laughs> now I gotta go back. No one will take my money. Leia told them no. 
if you see this guy, sell him nothing. He has abandoned his children <laughs> and wife. He skipped out of his family. To live a homeless lifestyle. To betrayal trash. <laughs> Is the PCT actually just culturally appropriating? <laughs> Abandoning families? No, no, no. People who had to, like, take... Is it like the cultural appropriation of like, like the Underground Railroad or like what? the Trail of Tears? People who had to hike <laughs> to escape. <laughs> and now affluent Americans are just like, you know what? Paying thousands of dollars to relive <laughs> yes. a, a, a strenuous journey. Yes. <laughs> where you're away from society as much as possible so they don't see you. Ripped from your loved ones. By your own Intentionally. <laughs> Vic signs off. Vic, K0PUP. That's right. K-pop. The dog lover. K-pop. <laughs> hey, pup. That's what I named my... Uh, pound puppy. Pound puppy. Real... Pup. pup. It's uh, hard hitting. Real, uh, real good one there. So original. Yep. <laughs> so creative. Well, thank you so much, Vic, for uh, the fantastic reminder of how Josh should not take off uh, to do some trail. To do some trail, says you. That would take months to complete. And a lot of dehydrating of food. (laughs) You can buy that stuff. Oh, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. How far between the towns you can buy that stuff? I don't know. Why do you think so many people who do the trail actually dehydrate their own food and ship it to themselves? I'm saying you could buy it all at once and still ship it to yourself. Oh, you mean you wouldn't do the dehydrating? You would buy all of it? You could. Then how would you make your trail curry, Josh? You can. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'm sure you can buy pre like curry from other people, like factories, but that's not going to be good curry. We already know that. No, definitely not. And where would you get dehydrated coconut milk? Oh, can't imagine. You've got to dehydrate it yourself. This is getting complicated. <laughs> you just shouldn't go. <laughs> oh, man, I might not be able to now. The next email. It was the curry that really. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you found the loophole. You found my weakness. It was the curry. The next email is titled Go Kit. Mm. And this is from Ambitious Paul. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can't wait to hear this one. Hello and good evening to the Hamnastic duo. <gasps> I like it. That is ridiculous. Yeah. I have not heard that before. <laughs> that is wild. Thanks for all you do for our hobby. I enjoy your podcast very much. Thank you. We enjoy you listening very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Near the end of last week's podcast, Josh asked, perhaps rhetorically, do you have a go bag? I decided to tell you about mine. Oh, here we go. Good. I like this. I'm, I'm making a shopping list. <laughs> Paul is probably going to be the most ambitious mm-hmm. of bags, right? Not he. He would create. He doesn't turn into a bag. So I... <laughs> he I'm so serious about this. I become the bag. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> what? I have a good... And I hire people to go with me. (laughs) He's like a tandem skydiver. (laughs) 
but on the ground. <laughs> and we just, we go away. I have a good quality backpack with the following. Mm-hmm. One, a Yesu 857D radio. I know mm. it's not Josh's favorite radio, but I like it's it not, because it's, it's the not. smallest and lightest, all mode, all band, full power radio. That is, that is true. I consider it the Swiss Army knife of radios. False. The power feed lines are set up with Anderson power poles. Mm, good call. That is the one thing on that radio I absolutely cannot stand is the power feeds. This dangling wire sticking out of the back of the radio. Who thought that was a good Paul idea? Paul fixed it. No, he, he just put Andersons on the dangly bits. Yeah, fixed it. Power poles. <laughs> Number two, a signal stick antenna with a 90 degree BNC connector for UHF VHF. Sure. I can use these bands while walking with my backpack on and the signal stick runs out of the top of my pack. Mm-hmm. Three, a pack antenna, 20 meter, 40 meter and fed half wave resonant wire antenna. No tuner required. So far, I have all this stuff. I'm highly disappointed. Four, an eight amp hour Miati LifePo 4 battery equipped with Anderson power poles. Mm-hmm. Five, an arborist throw weight with a cord to help get the antenna into a tree. Mm-hmm. Six, I have the radio wrapped in an EMP cloth for protection. Oh. I don't know if it will survive an EMP event, but the cloth did block signals to my phone when I wrapped it up. That's awesome. In the EMP uh, world, we call that a cloth. <laughs> Here's something you don't have. Okay. Seven, a Begali Traveler CW key. I don't have a Begali. Boom. Don't have a Begali. Ambitious I don't. Just Paul's gotcha. I'm going to have to show you a video of the Traveler next to like these other radios that I have on the table right now so that you can see Why the do you size. Have so many radios. Well, it's part, the final, it's part okay. of the final segment. The, the show final topic. segment. <laughs> and number eight, USB sound card cables, etc. Mm-hmm. For there digital modes. Very good. I put my backpack kit together with the idea that I can grab and go, but also take it on vacation, grab a PowerWorks power supply and a laptop, and I have everything I need to do any mode I want while away. Yeah, very I true. I think having access to 20 meters, 40 meters, and UHF, VHF bands should allow me to connect to someone anytime I might need to. Mm-hmm. With any, a decent amount of power, too. So that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts or suggestions? Um, It is true, the 857, you can call a Swiss Army knife. I think the 705 is a... It's a, it's a Swiss Army knife with more tools. And that's how we know. It's a thicker Swiss Army it's knife. It's a thicker Swiss Army knife, <laughs> even though it's smaller and less powered, less powerful. Um, what would but I add more to power. that? What would I add to that? Possibly, let's see. What do I have in my bag that I always grab? Uh, some kind of solar panel, potentially. Okay. Yeah. Right? Solar yeah. panel, charge controller, maybe a foldable one of some kind, mm. of some repute. Uh, you got the computer or tablet, um, probably some extra bits. Now, uh, a tiny uh, digital multimeter, for sure. A small digital multimeter, whether you get a cheap one at Harbor Freight or you get one of those pocket Never leave meters. home without it. I, I swear, I'm just putting, it's in my kit. Like, there will be a multimeter in all my kits by the end of this weekend. Like, all my bag, even my work bag, I'm just throwing a multimeter in it. I don't even care anymore. Wow. I'm not going to be without one ever again. Like your Soak City bag for when you go to the water right. park? When I want to test the uh, continuity of how much urine, if there's enough <laughs> urine in the water that uh, we have a we have continuity between 
That's right. Yep. Here's my multimeter for the water park. Mm-hmm. This is my beach multimeter. Mm-hmm. Slightly different. Why? Because <laughs> you have to get a, a sandproof bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, go watch some of my videos on, on GoKits or my video I did. I believe it is the IC192, 195, 197. It's the ICOM backpack for the 705. Go watch the video I did on that. My backpack. <laughs> I, I covered a lot of, uh, of stuff. Stoof. All right. Paul continues. My two vehicles, a one-ton diesel four-wheel drive truck, mm-hmm. rest in peace your fuel bill, mm-hmm. and an all-wheel drive SUV are both equipped with Yesu FTM 400s powered with a 10-gauge wire run direct from the batteries mm-hmm. with Anderson power pole so I can quickly switch to the 857 if needed. I also keep a Yesu FT5D or D's multiple mm-hmm. in the glove compartments if I need to abandon the vehicle. The diesel truck has a mag mount 20 meter hamstick I can throw on the roof as needed. Nice. I told you he was ambitious. Mm-hmm. Ever prepared. Paul signs off ta da and 73s. <laughs> ambitious Paul. W7PEZ. That's WPEZ. That's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that does itself right there. Yeah. That makes itself. That's right. Well done. That's a, that's a good guide for many a people. Yeah. Very appreciated as always. The next email is titled A Boy and His Cat Stumped the Extra and My Poor Appliance. Okay. Is, what's happening here? <laughs> And this is from Jessica. Mm -hmm. Dear Leah and Josh, I hope your son Edison is doing okay after his mishap last week. He's fine. He seems okay, but who knows about the long-term damage? (laughs) No, he's fine. My eldest had a mishap of his own last year. First, some background information. We have a cat, and he's a polydactyl cat. We had a polydactyl cat. For those that don't know, this means he has thumbs... Not that he is a dinosaur. Josh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Josh knows. Yeah. He's very familiar with all kinds of animals. We had a cat named Boots that was polydactyl. The front two paws. I believe um, a normal cat is five toes. Mm-hmm. Polydactyls are seven, Ooh. six or seven. Thumbs. No, so it's, it's just... there's there's like multiple toes. Are they opposable? Them. No, they... Oh. God, if a cat could <laughs> grip things, <laughs> we got a problem. They're building, they're making tools. <laughs> Instead of just pushing things off ledges now, they could pick them up and throw them, <laughs> which is what they really want to right, do. Right, right, right. <laughs> Anyways, my son has a loft bed that puts him about four and a half feet above the floor. Back to the story, he was in his bed and we had pizza for dinner. He left his pizza box on the kitchen table. Well, he heard a noise and he had to investigate. So he leaned over the railing to peek out of the door to his room while on the bed. He leaned too far and took a headfirst fall right on the floor. Blood started flowing everywhere. I was panicked, as one does when you're a parent who wasn't expecting this. I immediately called my local wizard of various knowledge and former paramedic, my uncle. 
he lives upstairs, so he came right down. That's a handy neighbor. We we also live next to uh, nurses. Yes. That's <laughs> so I understand that there's a sense of security you get from this. <laughs> My uncle put a baseball-sized wad of gauze to the cut that was still bleeding profusely. Mm-hmm. He said it wasn't that bad, and head injuries are prone to bleed, but it only looks like a lot of blood. Right. Literally what Josh says every time one of the kids gets like a cut to the head. It just, it just looks bad. It just looks bad. It's it's fine. It's bleeding a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not that bad. It's, it's not like, that bad. Why do I trust you? <laughs> you don't work in the medical field. The medical field is backing me up right now. <laughs> then we gotta go talk to the nurses and they're like it's not that bad. <laughs> Head wounds just bleed. How many? <laughs> how many second, third, fourth opinions do you need? Well, apparently one more. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> he told me to drive to the hospital because by the time we wait for an ambulance, I could be in the ER waiting room. Mm-hmm. Matt got home while we were in the hospital and cleaned up the blood. We got to a room, and when the nurse came in, she asked what happened. But we didn't tell Matt when he got home. They we were... wanted to be a surprise. <laughs> I saw the most ludicrous picture of this uh, corgi puppy. Mm-hmm. And the, it's like laying on the ground, just covered in what looks like blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen <laughs> and it. the caption is like, he got into the jam jar, ate it all, made a mess, and fell asleep on his back. <laughs> Just scared the crap out of his owner. He's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a head wound. <laughs> just a head wound. Just bleed a lot. Tiny little nick. Yeah. They were expecting a jumping on the bed story. My son looked at her and spoke up. Well, I was laying down reading my book and I thought I heard my cat playing with the pizza box. So I leaned over to check because he really likes to eat the bacon and cheese off my pizza. I leaned over too far and fell right off my bed and that and what makes me really mad is if i had landed two more inches to the left i would have landed on my pillow and we wouldn't be here (laughs) you have your own edison Mm -hmm. i see yeah (laughs) the nurse looked puzzled and then began to smile she left the room and then proceeded to tell all (laughs) the other nurses about the story of a boy his pizza and his cat So after everyone came to see the boy whose cat likes pizza, they finally numbed the top of his head. Thankfully, they didn't need to shave his hair. He's been growing it out for a while. After the numbing cream finally kicked in, the doctor and two nurses came in to put a staple in his head. Well, they didn't even... Wow. Didn't you have to give him a lidocaine shot? They just gave him cream and then came in and stapled him? That's pretty good. Hardcore. It took myself and the two nurses to hold him still. Thankfully, he only needed one staple. Upon returning home, we discovered he had dented the floor with his head. Oh, that is a serious fall. To which he said, hmm, I guess I drink a lot of milk. Co-authored by Matt because I can't fluff like he can. That's pretty good. That's I'm so glad your son is okay. I'm just glad he wasn't concussed. I know. Like that's... that, if you leave an imprint on something with your head, yeah, it's probably a good sign you might be concussed. Well, that should be one of the indicators. Your son fought the floor and won. I don't know that he won. <laughs> well, he's fine now, mm-hmm. but the floor is marred. <laughs> Do you see? I guess. 
Anyway, so I'm going over the current questions for the ham tech. And what I thought was the correct answer just didn't feel right. So I asked Matt, which of the following can result in revocation of the station license or suspension of the operator license? A, failure to inform the FCC of any changes in the amateur station following the performance of an RF safety environmental evaluation. B, failure to provide and maintain a correct email address with the FCC. C, failure to have a copy of your license available at your station. D, failure to obtain FCC type acceptance prior to using a home built transmitter. Oh. He looked at all the choices and he said, well, B makes no sense because the FCC really doesn't send you emails. If they're going to contact you, it would be by mail at your address. But I know none of the other ones are right, so I'm not actually sure. Mm. I'm thinking, okay, I'll click a random answer so I can know the right one. Turns out I should have just gone with my gut and picked B. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but since when does the FCC require a valid email? What if you get locked out of your email? Do you lose your license? If you get hacked, can they take your license for ransom? They don't send you email they send you regular mail. It's P-mail. Physical mail is how they've always communicated. It's like the IRS. When did this update? No one told me. I also think Matt believed my beloved toaster oven slash air fryer was the cause of some of his noise because conveniently after he so cringeworthy called our house a rf black hole mm -hmm. yeah. the door broke off my beloved appliance while he was using it whoopsie daisy you know that's actually gonna hurt matt more than it hurts anyone else because i imagine that the toaster oven slash air fryer mm -hmm. is a very easy way to reheat food uh yeah you know, mm -hmm. and uh, you remember how hard it was for you when we didn't have a microwave? It was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get used to a whole new way of life. <laughs> but now it's back. We spent quite a while steaming things. <laughs> yes. And, to, and to, oven reheating. For leftover steaming. Have you ever tried to <laughs> reheat leftovers with steam? It's a better way to reheat things, though, actually. All right. Some this, things. Some this. things. Burritos, no. The burritos you put in the oven. Actually, the right way to do burritos is you warm them up on the griddle so that they get crispy on the outside. I, I appreciate mm -hmm. that. but This obviously was not the case of the, no uh, the cause of the noise since it did not make anything better. Mm -hmm. With how much radios cost, please, for the love of all that is good, do not throw them in the hefty bag and throw them over your shoulder. I may not own my own radio yet, but I can just feel the hurt if anything were to break when doing that. Who took a ham radio and threw them in a hefty bag and threw it over their shoulder? I don't know. <laughs> Who did this? I, did I joke about that? Was, was that? Did Matt do that? <laughs> the FCC might revoke his license. <laughs> that's the real crime. Look, at, look out for the email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. That's how they. That's how they use it for that yeah. that specific case. I'm <laughs> hoping to take my tech within the next couple of months. I've gone through the entire tech study on ham study, and according to that, I'm understanding eighty seven percent of the material. Oh, you're ready. Go take it. Not good enough for me yet because I have to beat Matt, and I'm trying to get to ninety eight percent. That's 
love the enthusiasm. I mean, I appreciate it, but like, just go take the test. Let Jessica have her win. She Joshua. <laughs> okay. Okay. Signed Jessica. Hopefully, call sign to come. I love hearing from Jessica. I really do want to know who threw that uh, ham radio in the hefty bag. We must have joked about it or something. And I really want to know why Matt broke your toaster oven air fryer. <laughs> it did nothing to you, man. It did nothing to you. All right. The next email. Well, see, he was carrying it around in a hefty bag. <laughs> With his ham radio. <laughs> With his ham radio. The next email is titled Merch Idea. Oh, here we and go. We haven't got from... one of these in a while. Oh, we didn't mention it. If you send us a merch idea and we use your merch idea on hamtactical.com, we will make one and give it to you for free. So there you That's go. That's right. Hey, Josh and Leia, I just had a quick merch idea. Mm -hmm. What about a shirt with a silhouette of a building mm. with a fishing pole stuck outside? <laughs> Dangling a wire weighted with a bottle, all the words, uh, all with the words fishing for RF. I'm not an artist, but I feel like that would make a pretty funny comic. Yeah, Josh is nodding. That's from the uh, live stream last weekend. What is it? That's what I did. <laughs> hmm. But then there was a person outside. What now? I got the antenna out, like, out the window, and then I realized it was a person down there, like, smoking a cigarette. How could there be somebody down there? It was gated off, that no. section. Remember where the dogs went to the restroom? There was a bench? Yeah. They were at the bench. Oh. They could but... see. Oh, and then they were like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, they are like, what are you doing, man? And then you were like, let me tell you about ham radio. <laughs> and I'm like, it's an antenna. And then I realized, I'm like, they're just going to call the front desk. So Bring I pulled it. it back in. Bring it. So I pulled it back in that front desk no it's fine that was an awesome place i love i love places that do like free full-blown breakfast like sausage eggs the eggs were horrible horrible eggs the eggs were made to be in a sandwich i don't care they're bad sandwich eggs they're bad eggs oh they're not good <laughs> poor eggs they're just trying their best <laughs> I uh, no, no. Well, if we make it, Bryson, you will get one. Bryson signs off. Okay, that's all. I just really wanted to contribute what should be a monster pod. Contribute to what should be a monster podcast. Seventy three, Bryson, N seven H N L, and we all know that's N Honolulu. That's <laughs> the next yes, email has no subject. What? Uh. This is from Donovan. Mm -hmm. Hello, HRCC. I am Donovan, KK7, good signal received, GSR. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm new to ham and just got my ticket on June 10th, 2022. Congratulations. Congratulations. I've been listening to your podcast for the past few days, and I am loving the conversations and have a few questions. Well, thank you so much. I'll be upgrading my radio to a Yesu FT70DR next payday, and I wanted to know if there are any fusion nets in, Calif in the California running along the I-5 route to Torrance. Do you recommend any antennas for said HT? And finally, if you've ever been in that area of California, 
any breweries you recommend. Uh, Donovan, yeah. you have come to the right person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'll answer the easy stuff first. Grab yourself a signal stuff signal stick. That's you know just a good antenna, all-around antenna. Since you are getting an FT70, you might also want to pop for the drop-in charger and an extra battery. They, they It is a bit of a battery-hungry radio. It is inexpensive, but it also goes through the battery pretty quickly. So regarding Yesu System Fusion Nets, Nets specifically, can't comment on that because I don't do a lot of Yesu System Fusion while I'm driving. I'm generally just on simplex or analog repeaters. Sometimes I do Yesu System Fusion. There are Yesu System Fusion repeaters, though. There is a lookup website that you can go to that will show you the repeaters in the area. In Torrance, you're going to have some in PV. You're going to have uh, Catalina, which is analog, I believe. You're going to have all the repeaters that are along the Mount Wilson area. You might even be able to hit Santiago, but that's a pretty um, long stretch to get out there. As far as um, breweries, yeah. So there's King Harbor. There is Hopsing. There is... Uh, Smog City is not close. There's another one. Uh, Abolition, I believe, is in there. There is... I have to pause this for a second. Hold on. It's not Hop Sing. It's Hop Saint. That's the one. Hermosa Brewing Company I haven't been to. Ale Works. El Segundo Brewing is, is not too far away and pretty good. King Harbor, though, is nice. It's um, outside Torrance, but um, I do like... What's that? Phantom Carriage. Right. Phantom Carriage has got some really interesting brews. Smog City is, I think I mentioned Smog City. That's on Del Amo Boulevard. Absolution was the other one. I think I might have said that wrong. But there you go. That's plenty to get started. You can literally just go on Google and, and search, and most of them are pretty good. But the ones that I mentioned just now, I've been to all of them. They're all pretty good. All right. Oh, and Monkish. I was like some religious uh, <laughs> Monkish. It's, it's, it's Monk-ish. Just ish. Yeah, just ish. Yeah, not fully there. Not full yet. monk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Donovan signs off. Thank you. And 73 KK7 GSR. Okay. Hopefully, those answered your questions. Have a great time out in the South Bay. The next email is titled 11 meter correspondent, 2 meter mobile follow up. Is that confusing? Mm -mm. This is Give It the Beans Drew writing in. Hello, <laughs> Leah and Josh. I want to follow up on the mobile question. I asked in my last email because Josh mentioned grounding the antenna slash mount on the luggage rack. Josh, it might surprise you to know that this mount actually comes with a rubber strip that wraps around the luggage rack under the mount, so the mount makes no contact with the rack. The maker of the mount claims that no ground is necessary, but also that it should be only used with certain antennas. To that end, I did not even attempt any sort of grounding, but you'll be happy to know that I have in fact now made a contact using my HT with this antenna setup. I think the topography of Middle Tennessee may surprise you. 
Many people think of the Smoky Mountains in East Tennessee and the flat uh, plains of West Tennessee, but fail to consider the rolling hills in between. Mm. While it can be easy to hear repeaters, it can be difficult to reach them because the closest repeater might be 12 to 15 miles away with numerous rolling hills between and lots of trees. So while five watts might completely disappear, a repeater with 50 watts of output comes in strong. I've witnessed this firsthand with my base setup, with my 991A or my FTM 300 hooked up to my Diamond X 200A. I could hear a lot of repeaters, but need a minimum of 25 watts to reach the closest one. However, on the other side of the river, can be reached with less power. In fact, in spite of any clear topographic reason, read really tall hills, I'm actually pretty uh, on a pretty high ridge for this area. There are repeaters 30 miles from me that I can't get into at full power, while there are others 35 and 40 miles out that I can hit. You're thinking. No, I just there's a lot of things in there that I, I take issue with. Anybody who tells you my antenna doesn't need a ground is probably lying to you. Like oh. and ground is the wrong term. We're Bizarre. saying ground we're saying ground like the way you would ground electronics. We're not saying that. We're basically what they're really saying is this antenna doesn't require the other side of the antenna. That's strange. Right. It's not true. Yeah, you don't need a lot of the other side of the antenna on a vertical when you're talking on two meters. And you need even less for 70 centimeters, but you need on the other side of the antenna. If it is, quote unquote, grounded, but really what we're saying is bonded, bonded electrically to the chassis of the vehicle, meaning the skin of the vehicle, mm -hmm. then you're probably fine. What I mentioned last week wasn't that the kit doesn't have a wire or it doesn't connect that's i'm not I'm, none of that matters the only thing that matters is bare wire from the other side of the antenna the negative side if you will makes contact to bare metal on the chassis of the vehicle i don't care how you do it you just gotta do it that has to be done otherwise you're effectively using your coax as the other side mm. of the antenna which may not be ideal, depending on what your situation is. For VHF, UHF, probably not that big of a deal. But it's not that it's not needed. It's that you're just getting around it because you're using the coax. Now, it is often said in a, in a very simple way that, so let's, let's, let's say, for instance, that this mount is just using the coax as the negative side of the, um, of the antenna. It's often said that a ground plane antenna or having a good ground or radial system or bonding system underneath a vertical antenna is giving something for the RF to push off of. It's a lot better for the RF to push off of the body of your entire car than it is to push off on a little piece of coax. All right. So that's a very just high level way of explaining Maybe that'll help a little bit with your hilly problem. Now, the other thing... If the 30-mile-away repeater can't hear you when you're at the same location and the 35-mile-away repeater can, it is entirely likely that that 35-mile-away repeater is up higher mm. 
or the antenna orientation is not favoring the location you're in on the 30 mile away repeater. Interesting. Since you can't, since I don't know more information, we're again speculating. Sure. But it's it's likely not you in in some cases like that. Mm-hmm. Like if you're getting further away repeaters, it's likely not you on the closer ones. True continues. Anyhow, I wanted to follow up with the ground information on the mount and let you know it does actually work. I also wanted to thank you for the video about the aero antennas. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to purchase one of their dual band corner reflectors for QTH. Drew, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm saying it could work better. And don't you want that for yourself? Don't you want that? Don't you want that, Drew? (laughs) Combined with a slightly higher mounting point than my X200A and a shorter coax run, I want to see if that can get me into some of the 70 centimeter repeaters on M tiers. M tiers network <laughs> better than I am doing. M tiers. <laughs> yummy tears. Mm. Your sadness is delicious. That's, <laughs> that's the uh, that's a South Park episode. That's uh, that's how that repeater feels. Yeah, just it's the cartman of uh repeaters <laughs> ah, i love your tears it's so delicious josh leia thank you as always for the podcast and even pulling through the time crunch to give the community the great content they crave y'all are the best thank you thank you so much and thank you for listening uh next time tell here's the other thing you didn't mention what the mount was or... oh because it was from last uh the mount? last email. Did he mention the mount? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jace. Okay. Seventy-three K O four T W X. Okay, so, the, so much. So let's say this: if we are, if we're, if you're replying to an email to provide more context, <laughs> go ahead and just repeat it. The details. The key points. The key points. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Fine. It's fine. Because because we're not going to go back. Generally, it's it's very seldom that we'll go back to this a previous is not email. Lost. We don't gobble. Go we back. don't gobble. Go back. We don't have the time to go back. So it's okay. We're a doing bit our of a best. Recap's okay. We're doing our best. That's right. All right. Thank you I so much, Drew. <laughs> I did my best. So uh, Josh is going to reiterate: try grounding. <laughs> not grounding. Bonding. We call it a ground plane antenna, but it's not like. I mean, yes, you can call it grounding, but it's like it starts getting muddy. You're, you're bonding. You're trying to bond the negative side of the antenna. You're trying to push it real good. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Good. Yeah. Salt and pepper reference. Good. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The next email is titled WandaVision. Oh, no. And this is from Doug. Josh and Leia. Leia, I loved your story regarding the neighborhood watch meeting. Well, hey, I hope you like this episode. (laughs) You are definitely passionate about this, and one can definitely hear it in your voice. I I have to note that I, uh, on a couple of Facebook groups for Neighborhood Watch... Mm Posted a thank you list for everybody who had helped, you know, pass out flyers. Helped did set any up. little thing? Did just yeah, anything just that you were appreciative just for? Like thank you for coming out yeah. and like speaking. Whatever. Yeah. It's a pretty long list because events like this don't come it, together it includes, in a vacuum. It includes people that spoke, that did mm-hmm. big things, and it included people that did just little things. Yeah, brought a box of donuts. Brought a box of donuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, those people 
are now kicked out of Crazy Karen's Facebook group. <laughs> their mere mention of their name by you blacklisted them from her Facebook group. Little does she know, everyone has a spouse. <laughs> yeah, she's not good at that. She's not good at looking up last names, apparently. No, no. I slid by for months before she put two and two together. She thought you hacked your way into her group. Yeah. It, no, it's def she is the epitome of a person who's when does something wrong, this is someone else's fault. Yeah, no personal responsibility. Zero in personal the responsibility. Least. She has lived her life when anything has gone wrong with it, it is someone who did she this. She is a Karen. Oh, it's cool. It is the oh, she's the worst. Yeah. That that bothers me the most when people pull that kind of crap. Mm -hmm. Absolutely mm -hmm. infuriates me. Mm -hmm. Like we people do it on ham radio. Ham radio dude just went through this whole thing. Like he was doing a, a POTA activation. He was doing a POTA activation live. Uh -huh. Okay. Live. And he said, gave his call sign is the frequency in use. Waited. No one responded. Waited more. Started making contacts. Was making contacts. And then a dude just started getting on there and screaming at him saying, I'm frequency. using this frequency. I'm on the frequency. And he's like, sir, I've been, uh, I've been out here for a while. I called if anybody was out there. He goes, I didn't hear you. It's like, well, that's fine. It's possible that the propagation has changed, and when I called it, you didn't hear me. Right. Now propagation has changed. You can hear me. And the guy got all indignant about it. I mean, dude didn't say this, but this is possible what happened. <laughs> and the guy got all indignant about it. It's, it's like nobody gives anybody any respect at all. Like, it, oh, it's just so frustrating. Did you Hams buy, in particular did should you be better. Did you buy this frequency from the FCC? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Hams in particular should just be much better. We should we should know this that the propagation's crazy on HF. Like give everybody a little bit of latitude. Right, right. They're not doing it to to personally mm -hmm. insult you. Like no, take a breath. But everyone is definitely doing it against Karen. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That's that's a that's a proven fact, yeah. The whole world is against her. Again, she's the She's the main character she, of a movie that she's playing in her head all the time. She thinks that due to me and probably one other person, mm -hmm. that that is the reason why so many people in the city don't like her. Yeah. She thinks that- It's not her by, at all. By like my sheer like popularity, mm -hmm. I have mean girled her yeah. into- You are the mean girl. <laughs> she is the Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> And I'm like, I have never seen that movie. So I'm did. guessing she's the Lindsay Lohan. Is that how it plays out? I don't know. You didn't need any help getting people to dislike you, Karen. <laughs> you did that all by yourself with your ego and your power trips. <laughs> is is that the movie where it says, get in, bitch, we're going shopping? I don't know. Oh, that's in Karen's case, it's get in, bitch. We're going knocking <laughs> <laughs> on all my neighbors' doors to the point that the neighbors tell the block captain, "Get this woman! I off don't of want our this woman on our block <laughs> ever again. I'll just take the crime. <laughs> just get her out of here. I want the crime. <laughs> Disband neighborhood watch <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I will take the cookie that has the crime." <laughs> 
That was the other thing that was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I have a very talented friend who makes decorated cookies. Like one of the ones, the very uh, detailed lines, like draws pictures, like full yeah, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you... Contra- contracted with her. I didn't. No, she brought them on oh, her she own. Just, wow. She was like, I'm I'm gonna make them to make this the best neighborhood. She watch she made cookies that were the the neighborhood watch logo, which is the the black and white silhouette of the dude. The criminal. In the hat. Yes. And she had nothing a red... is more shady than a fedora. Oh yeah. And a trench coat. Oh my god, Humphrey Bogart <laughs> Humphrey Bogart cosplayer started to break it. <laughs> Quick, give him all the lucky strikes. They'll go away. <laughs> Uh, so she, she very artistically drew that picture and then... I think it was a stencil. That's whatever. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> you're taking away from the gravitas of the joke here. God, after, what an engineer. You should have been an engineer, apparently. Like, this is what I have to deal with. Actually, it's like I'm at work right now. It's like, dude, it's dramatic. It's supposed to be dramatic. Uh, accuracy matters. God. So she drew a red circle with the, the, the line through it. Right. Over the crime. That's the uni- over crime man. Yeah, that's the universal symbol for Neighborhood Watch. Right, right. Yeah. But then some of the cookies, <laughs> no red circle with the cross line through it. So, I'm for crime. So are you. So pick a cookie when you come. Sign in and then take a pro-crime cookie or a red no-crime cookie. Then we'll that's know. how we know who to... Who to put in jail <laughs> at the end? You get in the car with the police. You go down. <laughs> I think she just ran out of time. <laughs> but I did think it was funny. Oh, it's so good. The Gascon thing at the end where we're like, take all those cookies and put them on Gascon's desk. <laughs> just the crime ones. Just the crime ones. <laughs> Doug continues, I couldn't help but think how it compares to WandaVision. What? So Karen would be like Agnes. <laughs> Karen could not handle that level. We'd all be dead. Like oh my God. The, just <laughs> swaths of people in the city would just be dead. <laughs> we, yeah. Us first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely make the top 10. <laughs> That's... Oh, my God. I couldn't even imagine <laughs> made me laugh. I can't imagine a lot, her like out loud. Keep up the fight. You, you know the old <laughs> the old line of like absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yes. She got a Facebook group. <laughs> and it corrupted her instantly. Like instantly. Like wow. Wow. There are people who are talking about um like the City council members have to appoint community safety members. And so there's a bunch of community safety ma- committee members. It's, it's a small council that talks about <laughs> community safety, safety yeah. issues, right? That, that A lot of talk about the roots are growing up uh, uh, and pushing sure. the sidewalk up, tripping people, you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of stuff. And then also crime-related stuff. But, you know. They're thinking about... Um, contacting the council members who appointed them mm-hmm. to uh, kick her off the committee. She was already kicked off once. I know. How did she get back on? <laughs> What's wild is she was removed from community safety to be put on a uh, fine arts commission. Oh, my which could determined... you imagine a better art appreciator? She has got what the most gaudy murals. 
on the side of her house. Like it's in an interior walkway kind of. Mm -hmm. But anytime anybody comes over, she'll be like, come look at my mural. And somebody decided to appoint her despite that mural. (laughs) Is this what you want for Cerritos? Anyway, yeah. She's yeah. she's been rewarded for bad behavior for too long. Yeah. Well, Doug continues, Josh, my schedule is changing drastically, so I'm only going to have a few hours Saturday evening, a field day. I'm doing something different this year and plan to use a kite to oh. support an NFED half-wave antenna at home. Okay. Have you ever tried this? I haven't, but I really want to do this. Hopefully there is enough wind. I would look at the Sota Beams kite, if you have not already. Mm. That's about the, unless you're going to make one, which of course, always homebrew if you can. I believe the thing you have to include is some kind of static arrestor. Oh, there's more information. Okay. That shouldn't be an issue because around here, it usually thunderstorms on field day. <laughs> Calm down, Thomas Edison or uh, Benjamin Franklin. So I put a key on it. <laughs> It will unlock the frequencies. <laughs> and my life. <laughs> I will be 100% battery with my 891 and the kite, the kite antenna. Okay. I'll post some pics of my setup. Finally, thanks for mentioning the FT8 Tonight meme. I hadn't seen that one. Kermit is hilarious. Loved it. Thanks, Zach. Wish you all a great week. Thanks for the podcast. Until next time. That was a meme reference to Zach. Yeah. <laughs> from the ham radio memes chat on yeah. the hrcc discord very good yes the 7-3 doug kb8m thank you so much doug uh still excitedly awaiting your next song speaking of ham memes did you see the cake that somebody was given it's a full was 705 a made out of oh. fondant <laughs> it's like a 705 made out of fondant wow a very realistic looking yeah it's crazy Look, like, you... would somebody have tried to operate it? Yeah, look. That's not a cake. That's a cake. That's look not... at the microphone. That's all. The knobs are fondant. All the buttons are fondant. They just have print pictures on them. That is really impressive. It is really impressive. Either that or the skeleton. <laughs> or they the bought video. a 705 and they Sorry. wrapped it. <laughs> fondant. Fondant. Or maybe it's um, one of those new filters. <laughs> Turn everything into cake. <laughs> is it real or is it cake? <laughs> the next email is titled Solar Input. And this is from Jesse. Mm-hmm. Leia and Josh, with your help, I was able to get my technician last month. Congratulations. Congrats. We're having a lot of people getting licensed. It's great to hear. We haven't, I haven't clicked, I feel like I haven't clicked that button a lot in the last like two months. Yeah. <laughs> What have y'all People been up are to? Moving and a shaking. What have y'all been up to? I'm glad you're getting your license. So good for you. That's KI5VMB. Thank you. I do enjoy banter and information on the community you both provide. Well, thank, well, thank you. you. On the last rant about Karen's, you also mentioned solar backup. <laughs> I currently when she cuts the power to your house. <laughs> I uh, recently learned of what frequency many of the fire alarms work off of. So <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and need a very uh, high output radio. <laughs> Do you really? And It's uh, not in the bands. It can't be. 
What are you and talking about? And then I'm just going to go ahead and I need it mobile. Okay. <laughs> I Hear need me it out. to reach. <laughs> I need a drone with a Yagi pointed directly to Earth. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> this, I, I started this with a joke. <laughs> okay. But now you're like fully committed. You're fully in. You're like, wait a second. Do I need my general to do this? <laughs> <laughs> because now I'm really going to start studying. <laughs> if I told you yes. <laughs> but what would happen if that was a lie? <laughs> I guess I couldn't ungeneral myself. <laughs> How do I get demoted from general? <laughs> I would like to be a tech again. <laughs> I'd like to be a sergeant. You can, can I be a sergeant? You get all the same bands, though. It's like, no, no. This is to punish my husband. <laughs> all right. Jesse continues... I currently live off-grid in New Mexico on solar. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that much more expensive where I'm at to go off-grid. It would have been around $20,000 to get an electrical pole added, just the pole. So I just went and built my own solar system. Sure. I have 32 panels and 40 kilowatts of battery storage that run our that runs our 2,400 square foot home. How, wait, the battery bank is 40 kilowatts? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Panel prices aren't nearly as expensive as Calm down, Electro. <laughs> One kilowatt is for the house. The 39 is to rob banks. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe he also wants to set off fire alarms. <laughs> Everywhere. And also take down the entire grid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I set them off before the whole grid fails. <laughs> it's a warning. <laughs> That's a warning. Have set. you ever seen a fire alarm catch fire? <laughs> <laughs> House panels are far more efficient and cheaper than the flexible ones people will use on a POTA. Oh, absolutely. Mine way cheaper. are 410 watts, and they were about 200 each during all the supply shortages last year. I paid more to ship my ground mount than the cost of the metal itself. Mm -hmm. 5000 for the mount and 8000 to ship it from Michigan to New Mexico. Altogether, it was just over 52000 and I'll never have an electric bill again. That's, I mean, it's pretty cool. They have a depreciable life, though. Like solar panels, they do degrade over time. What? So do the batteries. Like you will eventually have to do upkeep on some of that stuff. The only thing that was from China was the batteries. There's a bunch <clears throat> of solar panel companies in the USA and even more in Canada. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure why the president exempted the Asian panels from tariffs other than he wanted legal dumping of goods. Who knows? Right. It's probably a quid pro quo. 
My wife, my dad, and I did all the work. It took over six months, but it's worth it. I bet. I encourage everyone to get at least a critical loads panel on solar or some sort of battery backup in case of emergency. The equipment and a licensed electrician install could be done for under 5000 in most markets, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, not in this market, but in others, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, that is a fantastic suggestion. Yeah. Everybody who can at least go some solar. No, I I, I, I argue that most people, particularly if you're just doing barefoot 100, barefoot, barefoot 100 watts, uh, yeah, a fought is, uh, is a foot and a watt. Pretty hot. Uh, okay. Uh, out there tempting <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh, most people can completely get their ham shack on solar panels at 100 watts and you would be totally fine and there you go. and and actually disconnected from your your home power yeah which has its own values sure potentially uh, it depends on the ground and it depends on rfi and that kind of stuff there are reasons why you would want to and reasons why you wouldn't but anyway continue my equipment was all sourced from practical preppers out of south carolina he has a really good youtube channel if you want to see how to get things done i highly recommend that oh that's awesome thanks for the tip Attached is a bridge sign from when I was stationed in Germany, giving the bridge weight limit for tanks or trucks. Crazy, they still think about rolling tanks around. The photo was taken for a friend's Flat Stanley project in 2009. Not the crossing sign that you're looking for, Leia, but I thought you might like it. I love the Flat Stanley uh, uh, projects because they take like a, what? a doll. Mm-hmm. They, they try to do this every year with the kids, but the kids usually don't go anywhere. What is a flat Stanley? This is the flat Stanley. And they just you're put supposed it in to, You're supposed to mail it around and then people take oh. pictures with it around the world. Okay. Uh, I like these signs, but I'm more interested in how aggressive these do not. Is it a do not yield sign? <laughs> do not <laughs> like, yield. Do not, absolutely do not yield. You're, also, in, you're in Germany. Do not turn right. <laughs> One slash is not enough. It is two slashes mm-hmm. for severity. I, I thought like the no turn right sign uh-huh. was like no tomahawks when I first saw it because <laughs> I'm a little bit away from the picture. I'm like, what What are we doing exactly? The second line actually makes it harder to know what I'm not supposed to do. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, thank you so much for those pictures. Jesse signs off. Be safe. 73 to you both, Jesse. KI5VMB. That's fantastic. And thank you so much for those uh, solar panel recommendations. We will definitely... Oh, wait, there's a follow-up. Hang on. Oh. Leia and Josh, I forgot to also mention that the solar panels and batteries typically have a 15 or 25-year warranty. At oh. the end of the life cycle or warranty period, they guarantee at least 80% of rated output. This is still uh, good, and it means you see? don't need to just toss them when they're at the lower output. You can just keep adding to the system. See what I see? What I said? Yeah, I that's was right. You, you said a thing. He fact-checked me in his follow-on email. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I like that. Be safe seeking your Amish paradise. <laughs> 73. <laughs> Jesse, KI5 VMB. No. We're sold. 
we're we're gonna solar panel everything that's going on cars just like the amish do <laughs> and then i'll go to they amish just install the panels but they're not hooked to anything it's the amish <laughs> to get way. away from the solar panels mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all right. The next email comes from our volunteer. It's, it's an Amish flex. They're Co- generating power, but then they don't even use it. <laughs> Just sell it back to the government, guys. No. <laughs> the U.S. has such a massive power issue. Oh, man. Texas, especially. I saw I saw the funniest TikTok. I guess it's not that funny. But <laughs> Jeez. Okay. It was uh, Ben Bernard, I think. He's the one who plays the government and then all the states. Yeah, yeah. Their different personalities. With the different voice accents and whatnot. And he plays Texas, and Texas is like, when are you going to come over here and fix this power situation? And the government's like, oh, are you a part of the federal power grid? Oh, that's right. You're the only. (laughs) So uh, we're not going to help you. But that can't be true, right? Like, not that they're not a part of the government power grid, but that they're you wouldn't help Texas if it meant people dying in a heat wave or a polar vortex. That's really some extreme weather. I just... It's a pretty big place. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alaska is also a very big place, but it seems like... All of the weather stays in one They direction. know They expect the polar vortex. Though. Yes. It happens yeah, every year. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, unexpected that really catches you off guard. Right. <laughs> Good, Leah. <laughs> it's Captain Obvious. It's true. It's very true. Poignant, even. All right. These t-shirt ideas, they come from volunteer podcast co-producer Rob. Mm-hmm. Hey, Leah and Josh, here are a few t-shirt ideas. Hams aren't stubborn. We're just better at solving problems than you are. (laughs) The second one has the letters HRCC in Morse code and says, what is it about dit, 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 dot, dit, dot, dot, dit, dot, dit, dot, dit. Mm-hmm. What is HRCC? That you do, that you don't understand. <laughs> okay. Have, have fun tonight, Rob K five DCQ, and that's Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> With a C in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's extra creamy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Rob. For your t-shirt ideas, if we make them, you will get one. Thank you. And now it's time. It's the final email. Okay. Here we go. This last email is from volunteer podcast (laughs) co-producer Nathan. (laughs) He got in there. Yes, I explain the jokes, Josh. It's titled, Greetings, Josh, Leia, and the 818. Like, like the valley? You'll see it in a bit. Okay. (laughs) Don't let Josh interrupt the end of this paragraph, please. I'm contacting you today to claim my prize. 
unfortunately, I don't trust Telegram, so I thought I would contact you by way of email, since I know you will eventually read them all. I never knew you could win a prize weeks before the giveaway ended, but I will take it. My social security number is... Oh, jeez. <laughs> Josh, what is up with these spammers? They hit Ham Radio 2.0. They hit you. I know they have hit others. I guess you are becoming too popular. No, it's it's not even that. It's just an automatic bot that that runs. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason was saying on his other channel, which is not nearly as big as his his primary channel, that he was getting those bots on just a simple giveaway. Basically, what the bot does is it will reply to everybody in the comments with a copy of my thumbnail, my avatar. Oh, man. And say, call this number you won. That's tricks. And it's a phone number. Wow. And then the comment is something along the lines of, you know, send me a message on WhatsApp or whatever and claim your prize, blah, blah, blah. But I said, like, you have to use the form to enter in mm-hmm. the description. So I, I tried to go in and delete as many of them as I could. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's more back. I have to go back and look. But they're pretty persistent. All right. Wow. Yeah. As you may have heard in one of my voicemails, I finally received my true SDX from China. I heard that. It is a beautiful blue, and after calibrating the reference frequency, I was all set. Mm -hmm. One thing I learned was that it doesn't automatically change to the correct sideband for the band selected. Correct. So I spun, twisted the dial along all of the 20-meter band without hearing much, which was weird. Then I saw it was in lower sideband, changed it to USB or upper side band. Mm-hmm. Boom. Beautiful signals. I like it a lot, and I hunted a POTA station, but didn't get through the pileup. I was in no way surprised. I did experience one weird thing. Occasionally, a constant tone happens, randomly, staying constant, <clears throat> even when changing frequency. Mm-hmm. If I remove power to the radio for a second, the sound is gone. No problem at all. Setting and frequency, all the same. Not even really an issue, and the power removal and reinstalling takes all of one second, not missing anything. Mm-hmm. I know. Check the forums. That's, yep. <laughs> take a video of it with your phone and post it on the forums and let them tell you what they think it might be. I saw no you. No way I know. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I saw you using a hand mic in uh, the part two video, and in the comments, you said it wasn't a great one. Should someone find a similar style hand mic for the radio with a PTT? Or do you suggest someone put together a connector to style a mic they like? Yes. <clears throat> Which one? Yes, either one. Okay. I, I have no recommendations on mics for the uh, the radio. I just had one that worked that was that, I think it's like tip ring sleeve or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I plugged it in, it worked, and I did my testing with it, and that was it. I was using it really just as another reference point. I wasn't, like, a lot of people ask me, like, what's that mic? I want to go buy that mic. It's like, I don't really like this mic that much, guys. You probably shouldn't try and run out and buy this mic. You should source something else. Lastly, I was thinking about how people say words differently depending on where they live or learned. Every once in a while, I hear how you say some words, and it becomes clearer. You discussed solder and root. Mm-hmm. Or route, or solder and route, right? Solder. <laughs> I can only remember one word I may say differently. Before I tell you what it is, how do you say the word yoke? Yoke. How do you say polka dot? Polka dot. Now, how do you say folk? Folk. 
I say all of these words the same, rhyming with spoke, joke, and broke. So it's yoke, polka dot, folk. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That is all. I don't add the L, I guess, a lot. So it's not folk. It's folk. Well, that's how Nathan says it. Uh Uh-huh. Folk was a word. That is how I say it, and you say it differently sometimes. No problem with variety, since if we talked all the same, how would we know who was talking? Thanks again, as always. 73, a K1-M-A-Z, Nathan. I think I have definitely said folk before like that, and I will sometimes slip into different ways of saying words, more for just the fun of it. Mm. Like Louis Valle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. And on to the quotes. Pronunciation is one of the most mispronounced words. Moko como moko noana. Language is more fashion than science, and matters of usage, spelling, and pronunciation tend to wander around like hemlines. Bill Bryson. Company names without clear pronunciation or spelling won't last. David Rusenko. So if Josh or Leia decides that Josh needs to free himself of some radios or happens to get a redundant radio, perhaps a second 705, your podcast contributors would gladly accept them. Mm -hmm. Perhaps Correspondence Tower Awards, since we do take up the majority of the podcast. Awards such as Give It The Beans Award or Most Consistent Weekly Contribution to the Podcast Award. Perhaps... Most final emails award? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know, Nathan. What do you think? Has the HRCC baseball cap become DOA? It has not. I've just been super busy. Yeah, it what's will up be with that? Forthcoming. Thanks, Nathan, for uh, bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Good job, Nathan. And then there's a link uh, to a YouTube short. That I am has no description to it. So now I'm really afraid to click it. But Mm -hmm. I will do that uh, off the air. Thanks so much, Nate. Thanks. Okay. Very good. Leia, thank you for reading all those emails. Leia, would you like to take a test? Leia would like to go to sleep. You want to hear to have some water? (laughs) I do. I would like some water. Okay. Well, I'll I'll cover for her while she's, she was coughing a little bit there. So yeah, Leia still plowing through the general test. Yeah. Making some... I've seen 11% of the test. Some real headway here, making some real moves. 11%. I think that's a whole percentage point up from the last times we checked in with you. Uh, I'm just going to do three questions this week. (laughs) Okay. Because I need you for the final. You're you're very important for the, the show topic, so... All right. Which of the following may cause receive interference in a radio installed in a vehicle? A, the vehicle control computer. B, the fuel delivery system. C, all of these choices are correct. Or D, the battery charging system. And then we're just going to go with C, all of these choices are correct. Yay. Boom. That's a... That's a rare, all these choices are correct selection. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If three equal value resistors in series produce 450 ohms, what is the value of each resistor? A, 150 ohms. I, I've already seen this. You have. I don't care. B, 90 ohms. You don't C, care. 1,500 ohms. How or D, you. 175 ohms. That is A, 150 ohms. Boom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what action results from? I've already seen this one oh, too. Oh my goodness, you're <laughs> sandbagging. It's not me. It's how ham study works. Mm-hmm. When you haven't logged in in a while, it's like, hey, do you remember what you used to remember? <laughs> <laughs> this is a ham radio. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which wire or wires in a four-conductor connection should be attached to fuses or circuit breakers in a device operated from a 240-vac single-phase source? Mm Mm-hmm. You remember this one? A, all wires. B, only the ground wire. C, only the two wires carrying voltage. D, only the neutral wire. C, only the two wires carrying voltage. Mm-hmm. Boom, that's it. Wow. That was Nicely great. done. That was a new one though, right? The last one? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right, Leah. I um I have a, a quite a plethora of radios in front of me here. You really you're, do. You were you were looking at, marveling at, if you will. Marveling at. Yeah, marveling at. So today I thought it would be uh, blind react. Leah blind react to these radios. So I've got a I've got to put a blindfold on? No, I mean, like, this is kind of the first time you're seeing most of it. I've got to feel them and not drop them? (laughs) No, or just Leia reacts to QRP radio. Okay. So uh, I have a couple of of questions for you, and I'm going to hand you a radio, and you can hold it, look at it. Obviously, it has stuff written on it. You feel free to talk about it, your thoughts. I feel like we've done this before. Mm -hmm. But on is This is the KX2. Not on QRP radios. I've seen this radio before. You've seen it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got these like things on the side that appear like they're made to protect the connectors. It's a heat sink. From breaking. It's, oh, it's a heat sink. Because mm-hmm. it's not doing a good job protecting the connectors. Right. It's too short. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there would be an antenna connected to that. And then you've 3D printed a dial spinner. So obviously that was lacking. So you had to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a hole on it so you can spin it with your finger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ports on one side. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of buttons that also allow you to shift into two options for the buttons. Can you describe the buttons? Like, what are your thoughts on the buttons? Like, what, this, this whole is, thing. This is like an aesthetics question. Looks so ugly. <laughs> okay. This looks like a financial calculator, but for some reason, it has dials. <laughs> Yes. Okay. This is exactly the feedback I was looking for. So like a design discussion on this radio. Yeah. And why? what's the deal with the handle sticking out off it's the So top? you can't break the knobs off if you're carrying it. Or so it is it. for protecting. The handles but, are, but the yeah. little grills on the side are not. And that is an add-on, those handles. We're, they don't come that way. It comes with flush mount to the top of the box. Oh, okay. That. What do you think about the whole quality fit and finish? Would you call this a quality radio actually i would say that it feels really sturdy okay. i feel like i could probably chuck it in a hefty bag and throw it over much <laughs> okay Th- that was not necessarily one of my yeah. questions um so when do you think this came out this radio like if you had to put a date on it like the 90s <laughs> just straight up the 90s yes. there's a speaker on the back i don't know if you caught that and there's a kickstand so that it sits on the table at like a little tilt it seems even more 90s now. <laughs> okay. Okay. What would you estimate the cost at if you had to estimate the price? 
Five dollars. <laughs> okay, Bob Barker, we're going to go to the other panels. You're supposed to wait until the other contestants give their dollar amount before you give five dollars. And normally uh, it's one dollar. Well, it's Ellicraft, so I know it's on the pricier side. I would go with twelve hundred. Okay. Your answers will be tallied at the end. Okay. For maximum point value. Here's the next one. This is a new radio to you. You've not seen this before. It looks like I've seen this before. This is a Lab 99. When have you seen it? When you got the test. When I got the test? You you got a sample of this radio. That was like, oh, you saw that one? I didn't know you saw it. You had me react to it then. It is less good looking now than... <laughs> Whoa. They did some like changes to this. Nope. Same thing. No. Yep. 100% the same. No. 100. They somehow made it look cheaper. 100 the same. It's got lots of ports on both sides. I feel like that is annoying. Mm -hmm. Right? Because if you have things connected on both sides, <laughs> it just looks like it's uh, it's a part of the cable. <laughs> right? Okay. Um, I really, I remember when I first saw this radio, I liked it much more. They definitely changed something mm -mm. on this. Mm -mm. It does that feel That has not changed. Though. That has not changed. Is it this? Nope. She's huh. looking at the back when I she don't, says this. I don't think so. The logo. It is identically the same. No, they did something weird with the graphics or something. On the back? Yes. And that's what's tainting the whole opinion of what it looks like on the front something has changed on this radio it just doesn't look as sleek and awesome as it, it is the same radio is it just they've added too many labels of things now nope everything had labels wow except for the buttons over, uh, above and below the screen i feel like aesthetically it looks better than the kx2 mm -hmm. because of this knob section that is like the VFO. kind of yeah, yeah it's uh it's on its own, like, lowered area. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I also feel like, wow, what a waste of space. <laughs> there's just, like, <laughs> there's so much room well, around this. Whereas this, this is KX2... stacked up. There's two There's two layers of, of circuit boards on the mm. KX2. There's, there's, like, multiple layers on this versus the, the 599 is, like, flatter. It's, it's much more shallow, but it's wider. This definitely... And that's all a billet aluminum case. It's definitely still um a more attractive radio than the kx2 and mm -hmm. a much more modern looking radio okay when was that designed do you think two years ago <laughs> <laughs> okay okay what do you think the price is on this uh nine hundred dollars okay all right <laughs> you've definitely seen this radio but it's here for a reference point this is a much bigger radio than the other two. What is it? It's a 705. Uh-huh. Which, like, if you're comparing the 705 to the 7300, you're like, oh, so it's small. so small. And, and it's belt. And then you're, like, next to the KX2 and the uh, the Lab 599. It's like, dang, that's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a chungus. Uh, you know what? I I think um, I'm a little bit biased when it comes to um, ICOM radios mm -hmm. because I actually had like learned more about ham radio using the 7300. Mm -hmm. And so the 705's interface feels it's the same. more comfortable right. to me. Right? right. But this is really big. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I don't think it feels as sturdy because it's all plastic versus okay metal. I, that has been said before. And there's just already tons of scratches on it. What? What are you talking about? Look, there's like scratches all along the buttons here. What? what? Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? Give me this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like. Yeah. Bothers me though. That's just like this slick plastic that has like little surface that's the micro scratches. It's a. Uh... Okay. So there was there was something I skipped as we were going through this. So we're gonna finish and then we're gonna come back. But um. So okay. When did this come out? When do you think this came out? Two years ago. Two years ago. What do you think <laughs> the price is? Uh, $1,200. Okay. All right. So this is a new radio. This is the one that I got in Vegas. You haven't really seen this. Oh. It looks like it goes into a dashboard. <laughs> okay. What is it? It's a Yesu FT-818. Okay. Okay. This looks like... Do you remember when you could customize the radios in your cars mm -hmm. by installing a third-party radio mm -hmm. right, 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 this right, right. is exactly what this looks like <laughs> you stole this yes this is <laughs> someone's dashboard is missing an am fm radio mm -hmm. uh it's i mean it it feels really solid um it's heavy though for the size it's probably the heaviest Next to the 705, yeah, it's it's heavier than the other two. You know, it's kind of like that watermelon thing where you're looking for the heaviest feeling watermelon compared to its size. Mm -hmm. This actually feels lighter than this. The 705 is lighter than? Yeah. It feels lighter. Yeah, is what it you're does. Okay. It feels lighter. Um, And then it's got, uh, I mean, I guess it has the same number of ports, but for some reason, one of them is like straight out the front. It does Why? not have the same number of ports. Why is there just like this uh, connector right in the front where all the knobs are? Okay. It was like, you know, oh, we forgot that connector. Oh, there's no more space, but, guys. But wait, 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 wait. But look at, okay, so let's, let's. That's off the side. They're off the side. Look at the other, look at the radio. Now look at the back. Yeah, it's off the back. Yeah. But then you've got one in the front for yeah. what? But where's the other one? Where's the other what? The other connector. On here? Mm-hmm. So it's straight out the back? None of the other radios have a straight out the back connector. Like oh. That. So it's got an additional feature, you say. Well, so that's the thing we miss is we haven't talked about the, the what makes these special. This screen is also really small. Mm-hmm. Which makes me feel like navigating this thing has to be a Put, Hold down the purple button. Is that supposed to be purple? Okay. Oh, geez. That's the screen. Oh, my God. I do not like this. <laughs> That's when, a terrible user experience. When do, you, when do you think this was? 80s. <laughs> 80s? Yes. How much do you think this is? In the eighties, <laughs> now in now dollars, uh, eight hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars. Okay, all right. So the the good news is that your dating, uh -huh. in the order in which from like youngest to oldest is yeah. is accurate. Yeah, you are off by a decade or two. On two of them, but the obviously the five nine nine you got right, and the seven oh five you yeah. got. Uh -huh. So, 
Um, the KX2 came out in the 2012, 2015, you know, I think is when it came out. Th there's no excuse for that user interface then. <laughs> we, we had UX designers by then. <laughs> so I didn't have you turn this one on. Um, I will turn it on for you. That's the oh, screen. Oh, that's also a terrible display. The please, screen is terrible on yeah, this? Please take it away from me. Wow. Okay. Wow. You are quite the critical individual. That's a terrible color, too. So the uh, the KX2, part of the reason why it's like this with the screen, the, the buttons that are screen printed and then screen printed underneath it yeah. is it does a ton of things and it's super small. So they still had to like have all the capabilities uh -huh. built into it with a yeah. very limited space. Like it even, so it's like every button does like That's three like things. That's like somebody with ADHD designed that radio. Right. So every button does like <laughs> a, three things. There's the, so you got a preamp and then you have uh -huh. a noise reducer, but then it's also the number one. <laughs> Depending on what you're doing with the radio, uh, that's how you type in the frequency set. So insofar as like. It is so inelegant. Right, I right, just... right. But it, you, you get, so you go, so here's one, here's two, here's three, here's four. And then it starts over at six. Where's the five? The five is the dial. You push it. What the hell? You push it in. That's how you. Who did this? Because <laughs> they ran out of buttons. They didn't have 10 buttons on the bottom. So. You know what's wild is Elecraft is an American company. And this is the design I would expect, expect coming out of China. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like... So Elecraft is often considered like the Mac, the Apple of of uh, radios. Which, Why? How, uh, how is that Because it's like icon. super, it's, it's boutique pricing. Boutique pricing for sure. But okay, so then obviously the ICOM is going to have like the best screen. I think you already expected yes. that. Now, um, I have picked up these radios and I have turned them on, right? I mean, two of them anyway. Three of them. I turned that one on. Oh, that's true. Turn this one on. Mm -hmm. That's so you see the screen. It's a nice. Yeah, nice. nice screen. Yeah. This one has no internal battery. Oh. This is, you have to plug in a lead. You know what's that's really ridiculous. Okay. Because like, what's the point of you being so small if you left out a major component? <laughs> okay. So three of these radios have internal batteries. Yes. Okay. Of the three, the KX2, the 705, and the 818, which one do you think puts out the most power on the internal batteries? So again, KX2, 705. That one. And this one. Yeah. Which one is this one? Uh, the Yesu. The Yesu. Uh -huh. This one puts out the least amount of power. Then it has no excuse to be so ugly. <laughs> this one puts out at max like two and a half watts in the internal battery oh. pack. Because this is an old designed radio and the battery composition is NICAD batteries, rechargeable NICADs. Oh. And the 705 is lithium ion and so is the KX2. So which one is so next? That, uh, so... So the ICOM. No. Ugh. The ICOM maxes out at 5 watts. The, so KX2, the KX2 at 10 watts? KX2 can do 10 watts. Here's the rub. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Here's the rub. The 705's battery is a battery pack on the back that comes out. Like, it's a HT battery. Nice. Same battery as the 5200, the, the ID50, the ham radio you like. I love that. Same battery. Me. Clips in, that's the battery. This doesn't put out 12 watts, though. Okay. It puts out less. That's why this only does 5 watts. Interesting. Okay. The KX2 battery. Uh-huh. Okay, this is the first time Leia's seen this, and I know this isn't great pod, but I want to show her. Um, the KX2 battery 
you can charge you, you can plug a power lead into the 705 right here mm-hmm. and it will charge this battery mm-hmm. even though it's easily removable mm-hmm. the 818 even though it's an old designed radio mm-hmm. you can plug a battery in the back and you can okay. you can charge the internal battery All right. an old composition NICAD. got it the kx2 however you have to twist these two screws on the side oh no you have to open the back no no way and you have to take this battery out because you can't charge it in the radio I'm telling you, it's like all the features are like someone in China decided that they were going to make a ham radio. They heard about it. They're like, people are manufacturing these things. I'm just going to shove everything I can wherever I can. And who cares about how it feels to the user? As far as like performance goes, receiver performance, the KX2 is the best one in the entire bunch. This has the best audio receiving capability. It sounds really, really good. The thing that puts this radio above the other, this has a feature that none of the other radios on this table have. Okay, so it has internal batteries. Okay. It has an internal antenna tuner. That card with all the little circle-y bits that Uh you saw right now in the the little white boxes, that's a part of the antenna matching system. So this has an internal tuner. Okay. So it's one of the smallest and it has an internal tuner. Okay. What do you think the Lab 59 Discovery has that the others don't? Chutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> it's water resistant. You can play, You can use this in oh, the rain. Oh, yes, I knew that. You can be in the rain with this and it, it'll just work. Um, what does the 705 have? Uh, it has a couple of things over the other ones, but what do you think it has that the others don't? A great screen. It does have a big screen. Uh, it has Bluetooth. Yes. It has wireless LAN. Right. Which includes modern a, technology. It basically has a web server that you can network into nice. and you remotely use it. Yes. And a USB audio port. None of these radios. All you have to do is not take it in the bathroom. <laughs> right. It's not a USB speaker. It's not a wireless <laughs> USB speaker. All of these radios have a traditional, some kind of crazy audio jack for mm-hmm. audio and data control. This is the only radio that has the one usb connector in the back mm-hmm. for doing digital modes mm. this is the only one that has it because it's the newest one well the the lab 599 is also um new but they were going for a very specific look like very mm-hmm. svelte something that's ultra they were portable like, you know what super ultra portable figure out your own power that's <laughs> right like <laughs> you, you can use this in the in the rain Next to your battery <laughs> in the rain, expose it to the elements. So they all have their own little like foibles and quirks. Yeah. The other thing that separates these it's a radios. It's Goldilocks situation. It is, right? Because yeah. it's the just right problem. The Lab 59 Discovery is HF only. Mm. Doesn't do two meter and 70 centimeter. Mm. The KX2 is HF only. Mm. The 705 is HF, mm-hmm. VHF, and UHF. Bring it. And does D-Star, which is the digital mode oh, for Oh, man. So that's the other thing that it has. The other ones don't. And then, oddly enough, the oldest radio in the bunch, this does HF and VHF, UHF. Right. The reason why it has two ports is there's a menu setting that you can flip this port to be HF 
or flip it to VHF, UHF, and that makes the other port the other side. Oh. So it's smart enough that it can actually make the back port HF, or you can flip it, make the back port VHF, UHF, and make the front port HF. Nice. So people will use two of these stacked up, and they'll do um, satellite, linear satellites with this. Mm. And so then they call it the, um, what do they call this? The 16... The 1636. There's two of them. <laughs> okay. Because it's an 818. There's this. This is the um, the upgrade to the previous generation, which was the 817. Oh, I really like the number. Right. Thank you. Yesu. It's quaint. It, it's a quaint radio. It, I was actually pretty impressed by it. This is the oldest, like the oldest one of the older radios that I own, um, in terms of design. I know the 818. The 818 came out like a couple of years ago. This this revision. But the 817, it's same same look, same mm -hmm. everything, has been, oh, I don't know when it came out, early 2000s, maybe before that even. Mm, so not the out. 80s. <laughs> no, not the 80s. But it does have the um, it does have the, the look of Yesu at that time with these rubbery buttons. And they were all about this purple color. Mm. They put this as an accent on like a lot of their radios. Branding. Brand branding. Yes, branding. But... Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. So we covered the we covered the feature. Well, we covered some of the features. Covered power and uh, and price. So so there you go. You were okay. So actually, you were you were kind of close. Um, twelve hundred dollars for the seven hundred five. Okay. Depending on how equipped the KX two is, mm -hmm. it starts out at nine hundred, mm -hmm. but the way it sits here is uh, like thirteen hundred. Because it has go. the tuner mm. and has other stuff in it. Mm -hmm. The Lab 59 Discovery is the interesting one. And I'll tell you what the 818 costs in a second. The Lab 599 Discovery, when it came out, mm -hmm. $800. Okay. Then but now. Then Russia attacked Ukraine. Yes. This is made in Russia. Right. So the tariffs on this is 200 to $300 to get it in the United States. Yowza. So even if you find one of these, this is now priced almost the same as a 705. It's okay. It doesn't have an internal battery. Fine. <laughs> the uh, the eight eighteen sits at around six fifty six seventy five. It actually does look like a film prop, though. Right. It looks yeah. like it could be photography gear. Like I always like joke that this is something you'd strap on your forearm as like a camera guy, <laughs> and you'd be like, "Yes, let me pull focus with this dial." <laughs> That's what it always reminded me of. I think this is a cool radio. It's just it it has these all have very specific use cases. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. The KX2 is pretty much the uh, Summits on the Air right. master class mm -hmm. radio. This is the radio that everybody wants for Summits on the Air. The 705 is the Swiss Army QRP radio. Mm -hmm. It does pretty much everything. The Discovery is like, I want to go on a cross-country motorcycle ride with my friends. Mm -hmm. And I want HF. Right. And then the 818 is uh, just a workhorse. It's existed for so long. There are tons of parts for it, upgraded parts, like tons of stuff. Because it's um, an older technology radio, mm -hmm. it's using traditional mechanical filters and all kinds of other stuff that that put it in a in a like a, a generation ago. So what we're what you're saying is that the Lab 599 is like fashion, right? Fashion and and super ultra hardcore performance like if you're going to get like wet if you i don't know who the, I, I must operate in a rainstorm lab 59 discovery that's the one 
And this is like the ultralight hiker REI crowd for the Elecraft KX2. I don't know about the REI crowd. Uh, Maybe. I feel like they might sell the Discovery at REI. Actually, that's, the 705 would probably that's sell. Fashion. <laughs> that's fashion. That's the Forever 21 of radios. <laughs> that's fast fashion. This is the industrial area of, <laughs> of Forever 21. Um, 705 is kind of like does everything. Like it could be. It's the prepper radio. Um, yeah, with some people attach like uh, aluminum cases on the outside to protect. They add basically the little handles on mm. the front of the 705 because mm -hmm. you know if you drop this like if you dropped it hard enough like at an angle and snapped one of the knobs off that mm -hmm. could happen right right and then that one over there is like a grandpa the 818 yeah <laughs> it's just the grandpa it's reliable old grampy it's just reliable old grampy yeah has a case pocket knife in his pocket yeah just out there whittling mm-hmm whittling a Adirondack toy deck chair no 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 that's the kx2 i don't know that adam i don't think adam has an 818 okay. i think he has a kx2 mm -hmm. um i'm actually pretty sure he does and he has the big brother of the 818 which is the eight um 857 which i also have that's in the garage that radio is just the same thing but bigger wow and it does 100 watts that's the difference I mean, that was the one we talked about on the podcast earlier. Mm -hmm. So there All you right. go. What's your favorite? Mm, the Icom. Is it like close second? Is there a close second place or is it just the Icom? No, I mean, once you told me that there's no battery in that, that really ticks me off. You're like mad. Yeah. You're like big mad. Yeah. It's like you've decided to make this super svelte radio mm -hmm. that should be like ultra portable. Mm -hmm. Right. But then we're like, oh, you, but we left out a key component to make it work. I find it insulting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, when it comes to like. It's a poser. Wow. <laughs> okay. Those are big, strong words, man. Uh, the KX2 is probably the most like capable single sideband and most specific, specifically Morse code radio. Mm. Loved by Morse code aficionados, the KX2. All right. So uh, they all have their place. They're all good radios. No. We have decided that one of them is not like any of the others. <laughs> okay. So specifically the Discovery, you're like, no. And I really like that radio the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, it's, this it is has not changed. Looking. It has not changed. It's a good looking radio, blah, blah, blah. There's no battery in it. What's the point? Now you've added, now you're not smaller than anything. <laughs> like, it is so light, though. And it's literally it so thick. Because it doesn't have a battery in it. Yeah. Well, that's true. You're right. You're right. That's okay. cheating. <laughs> it's cheating? Yeah, because what happens? How much is a battery? It depends. It can be... You can make your own. Um, let, let's go with $20 to $100. They don't make a battery that they sell? They, they don't make that? a battery, no. Okay. They, they provide a, a battery connector. What's the... Um, what would be the most ideal battery to use with that? I have somewhere between... Let's call it forty and seventy five dollars, and it's like kind of flat packed. It would be, you know, about that big. I just find it so annoying that I have to attach something to it. More wires. Yeah. Somebody, so, somebody commented on. Uh, I took a picture of the, the hotel desk after I was just feverishly 
mucking around mm-hmm. and I just had everything just all completely a mess. Mm-hmm. And I was joking. I'm As like, if you, you if you give me enough time, I'll completely mess up any flat surface. <laughs> and, it, and so he said, there's a lot of wires in this wireless hobby. <laughs> so true. All right. Thank you, everybody. I hope that was uh, interesting to hear Leia's hot takes on your favorite radios. I hope. Uh, hope nobody. I hope she the, didn't wound you. Oh, I will. I will give a nod to the uh, the eight fifty seven. Um, this okay. I, I will go back. The eight fifty seven. Sorry, the the eight eighteen. The eight eighteen. <laughs> okay, I I have to. We do have to take a moment to. The eight eighteen comes with a lot of accessories. One of the accessories it comes with is this antenna. Okay. Mm-hmm. This antenna clips onto the top here. Okay. Leia mm-hmm. clips onto the top. Yeah. And this top part actually comes off and you can put a little nubbin on the end and that makes it a two meter antenna. But then when you put this on, it makes it a six meter antenna and it comes okay. with this. Oh. It also comes with a, this is a, a neck strap right here. Uh-huh. So you can wear it around your neck <laughs> and transmit. <laughs> I'm holding it in front of me where the antenna is like right at my, my dome. There used to be a thing. Okay, Leia, there used to be a thing. We now have POTA and SODA and all that stuff where you go to a specific destination and set up a station. Okay. Before that existed, there was man pack radio. Okay. What? Man pack radio. What is that? Man pack radio is where you put the radio on your body. Okay. Mm. And then you have the antenna like shooting up in the air. And remember the whole comment earlier about the car, you know, the the bonding? Well, when, if you don't have a car body, you have like a radial wire. What? So people would hike and they would drag a wire behind them. What? And and do ham radio while walking. It was man pack portable. <sighs> Pretty good. Yowza. So anyway, okay. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's still cool. a thing, but it's not as popular as Poda and Soda anymore. But all right, guys, thank you all for listening to the podcast. We have a lot of fun making it. And the fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us. 73. 73.